Welcome. To Arcade Audio. Welcome to Podswoggle, a wrestling podcast with entertainment. This is your host, Mullet, here. 2018 is coming to a close. Let's reveal our nominees for the 2018 Swaggy Awards. Joining me on Skype, I have four of the other members of the Swaggle Squad. First, in Chicago, Illinois, is Rich. Oh, man. Oh, man. It's the end of the year. We're going to do some Swaggy nominees. I, I thought just you, like... Oh, man. I was like, we don't have to talk about 2018 anymore. Good night, everybody. <laughs> Perfect 2018 recap I've ever heard. But I prefer that little swaggy theme song instead. Um, also in Chicago is Spencer. I'm sick. <laughs> Everyone at home, uh, keep a tally of how many words Spencer says. And let's see let's see what happens, huh? Spencer's a trooper. Spencer's here through uh, through the thick of it. So um, bear with him over the next two weeks, because we're recording two episodes tonight. Um, he's not mad or anything, and he, and he still thinks we're funny. So if he doesn't laugh or doesn't yell, he's still passionate about what he does. Uh, speaking about passionate about what he does in New York is Tope. Oh, yeah! Oh, no. Wow. That... <laughs> uh, all, any energy Spencer would have exuded on this podcast will be replaced by Tope tonight. Tope will be... Tope will be the Howard sh- Dean. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I got nothing more than that. Yeah, that's, <laughs> I would. I would hope not. Pace <laughs> yourself. Uh, and in Miami, joining us for the first time, and I just lose track at this point. Augie is here. What's going on, Augie? What's up? I, look, I've I've gone. I went shopping right before the holidays today, and I took two shits. And still, the longest thing that I've done today was fill out that Swaggy Award nomination thing. <laughs> Which, if I know you on the toilet, and I know you shopping, that That's is an impressive feat. Long, yeah, yeah, very long. So I'm, I'm very happy for you. So yeah, guys, uh, Widden's not joining us today, but don't worry, Widden will be represented with his. Uh, oh no, he didn't do his picks. Widden, uh, you'll see Widden in 2019. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sorry, we miss him, and we'll see, we'll hear and see him very, very soon. But uh, for today, it is time to recap the year in wrestling. Uh, if you're new here, uh, you know when we first started the podcast, we pretty much just copied every single person's awards out there and just kind of talked about them and came up with you know who we thought the winners were. And then we kind of moved it over to our own awards, the Swaggy Awards, which we still gave out, but we kind of changed some of the categories and whatnot. And then Rich had the brainchild uh, two years ago to begin to allow you, the fans, the opportunity to go online and cast your vote for who we nominate and uh, give out some actual awards. This is the third annual time we are letting you decide who will win the Swaggy Awards. It's been a big success, and it has been a big, crazy year to do this. So we are going to go through all the nominees. It's going to take us two weeks to do it, Um, and it's going to be a lot of fun. I will remind everybody that uh, we had a Twitch stream recently last wednesday from when we're recording this and despite the best efforts of spider ham and myself and don't think i'm not coming after you referee dave chulin for screwing me over 
<laughs> that's neither here nor there. Uh, your new Potswoggle champion is Samoa Joe, which means your reigning, defending Swoggle Squad champion is still Tope. Tope, you have uh, you have like six weeks. You have a long period of time to use your four powers before the Potswoggle Rumble, which will air uh, the Sunday of the Royal Rumble at 3 Eastern. Um, so just a reminder, you have plenty of time. No rush, no need for you to like really use a lot of them. But you oh, have four course, powers. Uh, first My first power. For- <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to burn down this territory because I'm just fucking babyface. I'm going to fucking babyface. Uh <laughs> But I think I'm going to save all mine for the Rumble podcast. I think that's a hot podcast. So. <laughs> okay. Hey, hey, hey. I will. Oh, uh, that's. Uh, no. You, you stress me out so much. I need a drink. <laughs> I actual liquor from my kitchen. Jesus Christ. Oh. I need well, hey, liquor, liquor guys, from my kitchen. Pick- I don't know why I'm so musical tonight. <laughs> hey, I look for you in a lot of categories. Um. We don't have to pick number 30 for each Rumble this year, so that's at least we'll only be putting like 24 confidence points on things <laughs> instead of like 26. That's something. Uh, all right, cool. So uh, so everyone's buttholes can uh, pucker for the next five weeks until Tope goes crazy on us. Enough about that. I will turn us over to our master of ceremonies uh, for the Swaggy Awards. He compiles all this data and kind of uh, leads us along. Rich. Take it away. Let's talk some sloggies. Yeah, just imagine it's uh, 5 a.m. And you, and uh, by the time you wake up, all of the nominees will be announced. Why do they do those nominee shows like at the ass crack of dawn? I have no idea. I totally forgot. Normally, I'm pretty good about remembering. And this year, I was like on my lunch break. And I was like, oh, yeah, Golden Globes happened like six hours ago. And I went yeah. to lunch at 11. It's just, I don't know. I never realized there was an actual like physical announcement. I just figured it was like... Oh, yeah. You just go online like and press type release. it in. Yeah. Yeah, yeah no. They, they have, like, celebrities actually, like, up and dressed wow. well and shit like that. I, no I think Morning America. Wow. You know, I think the main reason for it is exactly for that, like, news magazines and for the Associated Press and, like, all the different entertainment outlets to have the full day to contact everybody and write their pieces about whatever it is to give them more time, I guess. I don't know. It's almost like we're in 2018. Don't need to do that anymore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just hey, just text Emma Stone. Hey, how do you how do you feel? I feel good. Cool. Put alert the media. <laughs> no, she just responds back in an emoji, like the glass, the sunglasses emoji. <laughs> anyway, uh, that's where journalism that's where journalism's going, and that's why I can't find a job writing. So cool. Learn your emojis. <laughs> I, I'm too old. Getting us kicked off. Use the old emojis. Getting us kicked off. Uh, <laughs> Uh, is the Santino Morella Award for Excellence in Comedic Wrestling. Uh, let's get us kicked off with the old man. Uh, one of your nominees uh, is a an air guitar player himself, Kyle O'Reilly. You want to tell us a little bit about that? Absolutely. Uh, so Kyle O'Reilly has done a complete 180 for me in the past couple of years. Not that I was ever fully down to him, but I didn't get him. I get him now uh, because he's just dialed himself up to 11, and that's not even a guitar pun. Uh, he's great. There's no, I don't think there's been a funnier moment for me this year than when Pete Dunn said something like sarcastic back to Adam Cole and Kyler like took his sunglasses off and went, how dare you? I love that. <laughs> for that, like, every air guitar back, moment. He wasn't even like, like yeah. overstepping any, it was like under his breath and it just got caught. <laughs> Spatial expressions, his air guitar, the way that he like, gets so cocky or inadvertent in the ring and still gets murdered. The way that he flare flops better than Rick, David, Reed, and Charlotte Flair combined. (laughs) 
he's great. So yeah, so that's that. He's he's my top choice for that. Cool. Um, next, uh, we have Augie with his uh, selection or nominee. Uh, you have, ladies and gentlemen, Elias. Nice. <laughs> yeah. I th- first of all, really quick audio check. The mic sounding okay? Yeah, yeah you sound good. Okay, because you guys sound like robots to me. All right. Anyways, uh, no, I I picked Elias because he's one of the ones I look forward to when he comes out. He always has something funny to say or some quip back at the crowd. And what was funny is I think while we were doing these nominations, I think he won last year worst gimmick. Two years ago. Uh, Two years ago. Yeah, two years ago. So it's a hell of a fucking turnaround. Yeah. Absolutely. Agreed. Uh. This next wrestler has been nominated by two uh, of our comrades. Uh, I'll let uh, Tope uh, speak on it. And Spencer, if you have anything to add, Joey Ryan. <laughs> this motherfucker came with dicks. Like, that's, <laughs> that's like a hilarious. Like, people need to be talking about that moment more. And just him on uh, his storyline on uh, being the elite, it was just fucking hilarious. Like, legitimately, everything about that is just perfect. So. Got to put him up there. Famous dick wrestler, Joey Ryan. Spencer, <laughs> anything like that? Toby has good taste. Big dick. <laughs> uh, and to round things out, uh, back to mullet, our truth yeah, yeah, I couldn't choose between two, but I, I feel like every like three years we talk about, guys, our truths still doing it, and it's great. He's hilarious. Uh, the man's 69 years old. Um <laughs> And he just keeps finding new ways, not even new ways, the same ways to entertain us. Yeah. I, will for, I, I will forever love R-Truth just challenging the wrong division's champion. Or, <laughs> or not understanding the concept of basic things. So yeah, and the fact that he hasn't won this award before, I feel like this is like Morgan Freeman winning an Oscar for Million Dollar Baby. It's like, yeah. you've, done so, you've done so much better, but at this point you just deserve it. Yeah, it's one of those career awards. Yep. All right. Yep, yep, uh, yep. Next up, the One Should Pop Actually, Award for what's that? I want to make sure that we mention at some point who last year's winner was when we did the nominee. So who won that one last year, Rich? Uh, last year was the team of Brazongo. Good, 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 good. Yes. Very cool. And, of course, that was the first year that we had that award. Uh, yes. So next up is the One Should Pop Award for Best Pop of the Year. Last year's winner uh, was the Hardy Boys at WrestleMania. Um, and I left a lot of these blank just because I uh, checked to see – who was already nominated and, you know, decided to not partake if, uh, if they were already nominated. So, uh, let's, uh, start this one off with, uh, Tope, Tope, uh, you nominated Braun cashing in money in the bank at SummerSlam. I just, I mean, cause that was like what the third time that, uh, Brock and Brock and Roman were wrestling and just that crowd was just way into shit on it. And I went back and listened to, when he when Braun comes out and the fucking relief in that building was <laughs> so fucking hilarious, it's it's a it's a legitimate huge pop for Braun. And then obviously the match happens, but yeah, yeah. it's a very unique pop in that it's like everyone needed it to happen. Like it didn't surprise anybody. It was just the most hopeful pop. <laughs> uh, let's go with. Mullet, your first one. You got a few nominations here. You have uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin at Raw. You wrote down 1,000, but I'm going to assume you meant 25. Yeah, that's what I meant. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, that guy can still pop a fucking crowd. It is insane. You remember how bad that show was? Terrible. Yes. It was so bad. 
But there's that moment where, like, anytime you get the camera shaking, you know that crowd is nuts. And and that everyone still didn't know that how bad that show was going to turn out. It's the very <laughs> first segment, and he just absolutely crushes it. And that's why he's the biggest star ever. So, yeah, so... And again, it's a retroactive. Steve Austin never won one of these because when Steve Austin was big, we were all in middle school. Yeah. So let's get Steve Austin a Best Pop Award, huh? You have 15 at this point. Uh, Spencer, you have Dean Ambrose returning before those, before SummerSlam. I, I do, but first I want to give an honorable mention to an anti-pop. Okay. Um, sure. Elias, when he ragged on Seattle not having a, a yeah. basketball team. I would still count that as a pop. Sure. Either pop or heat. That's the that's the loudest heat of the year. God damn! I'll it, I'll, I'll put that in right now. It was now. so crazy. Yeah. yeah. Should that should that be uh, something that we add next year? Is like like hottest heat. Yeah, maybe. Oh, you could have put Roman like, after like last the, year's WrestleMania. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I like that. I like that as a new one next year. Yeah. But um, to get to get to get back to it, yeah. So when Dean Ambrose, uh, you know, after being gone for eight months, came back, go back and watch that clip. First of all, the audience is like obviously way into it. But when Dean is like a second away from hitting his finisher, you can hear the entire crowd as one all going, Dirty Deeds! Dirty deeds. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that they does that not happen. Afterwards. Yeah, they, they were doing that a lot. But that first one was so good. You're, I 100% remember that. It, it was just, it was like really cool. Also, the alliteration of that uh, finisher name is just like perfect to just like blurt out, like, Dirty Deeds! Dirty deeds. <laughs> Uh, cool. Mullet, your next one is uh, Shinsuke Nakamura winning the Royal Rumble. Talk about relief. (laughs) (laughs) That was a relief pop and a half. was like, oh, thank God. So, yeah, nobody thought, except for this guy, that it was going to happen. So, yeah, it was very cool. In in the room, uh, (laughs) like a room full of either casual watchers or like non-watchers, Spencer and I jumped up and hugged. <laughs> I remember you told me that. <laughs> Ours, our house is the same except Samantha, who had physically drawn Shinsuke Nakamura. Samantha and was Ali, on the floor. <laughs> yeah, and Ali Sweeney, who for whatever reason just hates Shinsuke Nakamura. She's <laughs> like, man, like, man, fuck that guy. <laughs> it's like, where'd that come from? So very same reaction, very similar reaction here. Me and Jimmy were like holding each other. So. Well, we all know Ali Sweeney Anderson, notorious great person. Huge racist. <laughs> uh, <laughs> biggest racist. Uh, Augie, you have here uh, the shield defending Roman during the Strowman cashing. Yeah. All right. So here, there's going to be a couple of these, all right, where I've been watching. So I kind of did the quick Google oh. searches on like top, right. you know, biggest pops of 2018. But uh, there was a video I had like, I don't know, five or six of them. And one of the ones was Strowman was about to cash in or something like that. And Roman's on his back, and the shield comes out, uh, well, the rest of them, and just got a fucking huge pop. And when I was listening to it, I was like, all right, well, shit, missed that one. But that's what I would nominate. <laughs> that was a big-ass one. I remember that. And Colin Graves sold it really well, too, so that, that just added to it. That was a great analysis by Augie Absentee Ballot Artillers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we count them here. Speaking of also, doing... <laughs> also goes by Augie Absentee Father Artillas. <laughs> uh, innocent until proven guilty. Um, uh, speaking of going back and, and researching online, like best whatever's of 2018, a lot of articles are coming up that were created in the beginning of the year about like 
you have people to keep your eye on for 2018. Mm-hmm. And boy, those lists are real sad to read in December 2018. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get there. We'll get there uh, for yeah, many of these categories. Shots, man. Yeah. I love that. You know, you got to call your shot. Yeah. But man, like not everybody's Babe Ruth. You know? <laughs> <laughs> uh, mullet, last one you have here is Kenny Omega winning the IWGP title. I can't believe I that, didn't put that down. That I just rewatched it earlier for one of my other picks later on for something I wanted to make sure I had the specific phrasing and verbiage around. But yeah, it's that whole match. Everyone's just ready for Okada to lose, but not like in a negative way. They just want it for Kenny. So that whole match for a Japanese crowd is so like un uncharacteristically like hot and vocal. So the pop equals it, and it was a great moment in the year. So yeah, so I, I couldn't choose between those three. I had to put all of them. Great. Uh, next category, uh, it's the It's My Job Award for Best Jobber of the Year. Last year was the first year of its existence, and the winner was Kurt Hawkins. I'll get us kicked off uh, <laughs> this year by nominating, again, to defend his title, Kurt Hawkins. Uh, yeah. He, If uh, there's a gold standard, then he is the turd standard. I believe he still hasn't won. The, the mold, nope. the mold yeah. standard. He, he nope. the mold standard. He he got into the uh, into the mix match challenge for a great comedic moment. He did. Yeah, he ended up replacing somebody. Uh, Braun. Braun. That's Replace right. Braun. Perfect. <laughs> Fucking perfect. That's so good. Like he still serves uh, a, a certain role. Uh, perfectly like there's there's other types of jobber roles of just like just getting your, the shit kicked out of you like not even in a match but he's like perfect to get in a match and, and just have get, lose and it will get a payoff one day and it will be a great pop right. um and and i think that blatantly because his career is so shitty right now zach Ryder is purposely not pitching to team up with him again because zach honestly doesn't know if it means they'd start winning or not <laughs> zach would just start joining the streak and yeah. he doesn't want that uh, Augie, you also had Kurt Hawkins. Yeah, man. Undertaker streak ain't shit. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Mullet, you had a... <laughs> Honestly, you're right. Though. Like, I mean, it's so much more, more impressive. improbable. <laughs> 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 like, because how did this happen? Did it happen on purpose or because right. that's, they just kept, they just aren't paying attention. Right. Yeah. They're just that lazy. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> mullet speaking of lazy of Jinder Mahal. <laughs> yeah. yeah. This, guy, this guy was a WWE champion last year and now he's has uh he has one awful gimmick and he doesn't win very much. He literally made it to the finals of the mixed match challenge without winning a match in the tournament, and then Alicia Fox had to win the match for them. If that's not best job, I don't know what is. <laughs> <laughs> well put. Uh, Spencer, you have here the Young Lions of New Japan. Ooh. Man, those guys just take nonstop abuse. Like, first of all... <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, fucking A, man. Like, first of all, it's their job to lose. Like, you know that you have the night off when you're in the first match. You know, it's like... It's like uh, Tenkozy. You know, they're not the best tag team in the world at this point, you know, in 2018. Mm-hmm. But, you know, when they're up against... David Finley and and fucking Red Shoes Kid, you know, it's like, oh, well, good for them. They're going to get a win. They're going to get a couple points <laughs> and they're going to get to rehab their shoulders or, you know, whatever the fuck. And, and you know, God bless me. Young, young Lions put on a good goddamn show. They, they look like they could win at any moment. And then they don't, of course. And then on top of that, you just did a match. Well, guess what? In an hour and a half, Minoru Suzuki is going to rip your fucking eyeballs out. 
it is a double-edged sword. Not only do they have to work, but they have to deal with all the abuse. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's then, not to mention the life they probably have to live in that dojo. Oh, it's probably wretched. Yeah, it's pretty bad. And the craziest thing is that, like, in five years, we'll be talking about a couple of these guys as the top stars of the company. Oh, sure. That's the thing. You come back, and you get to be evil, and you get to be Jay White. and You, you know what I mean? That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. Damn, that's a good pick. You just, just copy and paste that for the next like fifteen years. <laughs> I mean, truly, like that's something in perpetuity. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and rounding us out, Tope, you had Marco Stunt, little Marco Stunt. Oh no, not yeah. Marco. I don't give a fuck. That man is four foot two. He's a jobber. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, <laughs> hey, Kevin Nash. Wrong. <laughs> that man got pulled up by his hair. Yeah. He's a Jabba. Uh, yes. Jabba the Hut. <laughs> oh, How have I never heard that before? Roasting on him. That's so good. Hey, hey. I know. Hey, hey, hey. hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs> he actually does win, and I just I just wanted to make that joke. Uh, so you can probably take him off the list. Because it's, <laughs> it's, it's Kurt Hawkins. Come on. <laughs> I am right. glad you mentioned him in that hair spot in particular because I didn't know where to put that on the, the list necessarily, but I think it's worth mentioning. It was just such a crazy yeah. fucking... And, and not on purpose. It just happened. Yeah. <laughs> Bully Ray could just do it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's disgusting. Next category up. Best turn. The best heel or face turn of the year. Last year, the winner uh, for 2017 was the festival of friendship with Kevin Owens or I'm sorry. Uh, yeah. Kevin Owens turning on Chris Jericho, uh, this year let's get started, uh, with Augie, Augie, uh, or yeah, there's a few of these. So Augie, I want you to kick us off talking about Ambrose turning on Rollins. Yeah. I thought the timing of it and everything was just, it was either impeccable timing, um, lucky timing, or a really great audible that they mm. called. Um, that this is all happened. That happened the same night that Roman made the announcement, right? Yes. Yeah. In the same yeah. show. Yeah. So that's and that that kind of set the pace and set the, everything moving forward. Now they had a plan, or now they had a way to kind of like I don't want to say offset because that sounds kind of you know. Uh, mean, but you know what I mean. Uh, but anyway, that's that's what I thought it was super fucking like skillfully done. That's it. Surprisingly, Agreed. so it was so well done. It was the highlight of their story so far. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. That yeah. and I don't know, man. Dean's jacket at TLC was pretty tight. But <laughs> yeah, man, I agree. He has a pretty good jacket game. He does. Yeah. Uh, look, I'm all for a good jacket. And uh, yeah, Spencer and Mullet also had. <laughs> Uh, that uh, Tope. Uh, I got something else as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna cool. bounce back. Yeah, so do uh, I. Tope, uh, you have Cody Rhodes's face turn. Hmm. Uh, yeah, actually, well, just for going forward, I I put basically the one I kind of want to not nominate, but I I guess when I'm going, should I also if I have like some little ones just to kind of honorable mention, should I say that then or should I wait till the end? Uh, yeah, yeah. Feel free to to preface with it. Okay. Um, this I, I don't have one for this one, but just the entire sequence of Cody holding up the chair, and it's like, oh, who's he going to join? And then he finally turns, and it's a good babyface turn because he doesn't come out on top. He it's a turn, and then he immediately gets beat down. And I just always love that aspect of a really good face turn that you shouldn't stand tall, and you should that's something to work with. But most importantly, the line from being the elite 
So how are we going to make these motherfuckers pay? And what the hell is Haku's problem? Like, <laughs> <laughs> that's made him a instant baby face in my eyes. So that's a, that's a good point. A good way, like a good illustration of something that people say all the time on the internet. Like you can be a baby face without being a, a fucking sad sack. Like you can be like a fiery hot. Like I'm gonna kill this motherfucker, baby mm-hmm. face. And be a cool dude while you're doing it. Like you got me this time, but motherfucker, Ooh. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. he's a good guy. Like you can do that. Yeah. And also, what the fuck is Haku's problem? <laughs> <laughs> They've been asking that for thirty-five years. Yeah. <laughs> and what else did you? Nobody- oh yeah. You oh no, I was saying I, I have. I might have other on. other ones that I think of along the line, but that is my nomination. Uh, Mullet, your next one uh, was Johnny Gargano. Damn right, he's a big old piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> but no, honestly, it was an extremely well done, gradual turn. The fact that it was something that the audience like this necessarily like snuff out, but like also it happened organically based on like how his character was acting out and being just a dumbass. Yeah, and then they took and turned into some somebody who Rich and I have been familiar with, despite the fact that I think he is better cast as a babyface, uh, is an incredibly great heel, and he's not even doing the heel shtick that he is good at. He's doing a different version of yeah. himself. Uh, it's been very well done, and yeah, it, it's it's ballsy and it, it's worked. All, all the heels, all the heel turns this year to me have been ballsy, and almost all of them will work because I wouldn't necessarily have had the guts to do them, but the guys that are performing them have pulled them off. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I, I am in lockstep. Um, I, I like this sort of like, uh, holier than thou type of Gargano. I, I want smarmy Gargano so bad. Yeah. Uh, Spencer, you also had a uh, Gato turning on Okada and chaos. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it was pretty unexpected. It's crazy. Yeah. It's the craziest. And it's, it didn't have to happen, but when it did, it just was such a really cool effect. Like, yeah. No one gives a shit about Gato, but because he turned on Okada and and the faction that he's in control of, for some reason it like it was really resonant. Well, it was something that you just never had to think about. No, exactly. like it was, it was just, just that's his corner man. It'd be like yeah. if Heyman turned on Brock Lesnar, you'd be like, what the fuck? Right. Um, and now you know Gato is and Jado are basically like the you know, it's it's both kayfabe and non kayfabe that Gato is the booker. Like everyone knows it in and out of kayfabe. And so now that he's like in charge of the Bullet Club, that has like ramifications for their success in the company. Which is an interesting like way of breaking the fourth wall for them. And uh, mullet, the last one you had here, uh, getting in just under the wire for nomination period, Daniel Bryan. Good. And uh, yeah, and uh, I honestly even wanted to delete the other two. <laughs> I mean, they're going to be nominated anyway. But I think I don't remember when you put this out, but it had just happened, and it was still very much like that's one hell of a like I said a decision. And yeah, he is absolutely crushing it. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, the way it was done was out of nowhere. And it was even took a situation that no one was necessarily happy about ending Styles historic reign on TV for free, robbing us of the the Lesnar rematch and whatever else. But that was that's just like the Ambrose turn. That's when you do it when no one's expecting it. So mm-hmm. and yeah, like with the the ghetto chaos thing like didn't have to happen right you could have just stayed the course and kept you know making whatever money you were uh but like yeah it's it's 
it's nice when you see like outside the box thinking and just mm-hmm. challenging yourself. Yeah. You know, like let's, we're going to have to create a whole new thing here. Right. Uh, and, and yeah. And with that, it gave us a, a, a of that week, Daniel Bryan, Brock Lesnar match, which I never right. thought we were really going to get. Yeah. Uh, and, and this wonderful uh, uh, rematch that they had at TLC. It was mm-hmm. an, that was an excellent match. Excellent. Daniel um, Bryan's the best heel in the business eight months after he returned from l- a career-ending injury. <laughs> when you put it that way, man, geez. 2018 <laughs> has been a year. <laughs> uh, all right. The Zack Ryder Memorial Award for Best Social Media Use. <laughs> Did you just rename that? <laughs> That's what it's been named. Oh, as far remember. as I can remember, <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if you go back and like, uh, is this the second year we've done this? This is the first. Well, this is the second year. Yeah, okay, yeah. I was gonna say. Yeah, I, I bet we'll always have that reaction every year because we'll forget the name of it <laughs> for sure. <laughs> uh, Just like Zach. No, no. <laughs> uh, last year's winner uh, was uh, Chris Jericho and Kenny Omega, basically playing out their feud online. And this year, uh, I'm I'm back here uh, with a nomination. Uh, I nominated Tommaso Ciampa. Ooh, he has been, he has yeah. had some very fiery and venomous uh, uh, in character type of uh, tweets. I'm I'm usually very against like in character tweets, especially if you're trying to forward something or whatever. It's just it's it just comes off as as lame and tryhardy these days. Uh, but he is like just so engrossing as that character, and like the way he technically tweets at people, but he's not actually tagging people in them. Um, it's uh, it's unique. I like it. Um, yeah, he's good at that, <laughs> and I'll say that. Uh, Spencer, I'm sort of conflating social media with the internet as a whole. Mm-hmm. So I'm maybe cheating a little bit, but I put being the elite. I mean, that's a YouTube show and I would, that's true. Yeah, I would. I'd, okay. Yeah, it's in there. Um, I mean, I don't, there's not much I really need to say. I think we all get it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they made a goddamn pay-per-view off of a YouTube channel. Yeah. When it's <laughs> best <laughs> social media use. Yeah. How they used it to book a paper. Bu- yeah, to to bu- they turned yeah they turned their fucking social media bullshit into like a literal record breaking you know twenty five year long you know what have you done with your vlog? <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah, you, YouTube is social media, so yeah, that's uh, that's a good point. I man, my choices suck compared to that. <laughs> no, fuck you, because your first I mean- choice I would have nominated. We're gonna move into it right now. Mullet, sure. your first nomination was Bread Club. You beat me Fucking to Bread it. Club, man. Bread Come on. Club. <laughs> Bread Club, baby. Uh, well, someone, uh, someone explained to Augie what Bread Club is. <laughs> motherfucking Augie, yeah, don't worry about it. You don't even know who Cozy Kojima is. <laughs> All you need to know is this motherfucker old as hell. He's like one of these fucking like, roughneck Japanese veterans. And he just loves bread as much as I do. In fact, maybe more. <laughs> and that took a lot for me to admit. <laughs> Yeah, take take your bullet club, take your take your the club, take the elite, take whatever. Fuck you. He's got bread club and his can I say his cute his tweets are cute. They're so damn cute. Awesome. <laughs> and he's been at this he, this isn't new. He's been at this for several years with these just yeah. wonderful wholesome motivational bread tweets. <laughs> 
<laughs> Hashtag bread tweets. Uh, yeah, that's all that needs to be said about that. Um, we'll end on that one. Uh, Tope, you nominated Becky Lynch. Can't love her being a dig on social media to like everyone. Everyone. Just, like unprovoked. Like, yeah, it's like someone give her a pump comment and it's like, fuck you. You huh? suck. I'm the man. Real quick. I'm and sorry. Sorry to interrupt you. I do agree with Becky Lynch. I'm glad someone put it. Can I just read just here's just a tweet from Satoshi Kojima. He says, this is in English, which he doesn't tweet in very often. The Bullet Club is strong, but I'm a bread club. <laughs> <laughs> winner. It's so good. Okay. Yeah, that, that's I, a I had to give an winner. example. Fuck everything I just said. That was fucking... <laughs> no, I just love. Uh... Yeah, she's crushing on social media. Yeah, uh, she she's taken classes in creative writing and screenwriting and everything, and uh, it, it shows. Oh yeah, yeah, wow. she was she went to Columbia for screenwriting. Wow. <laughs> yeah. No wonder she's so fucking good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they didn't want her to talk. Uh, and she's a former and she's a former stunt woman too, which also explains why she's willing to take crazy fucking stupid nuts risks. Uh, and she was also a flight attendant, which, you know, we all see how that plays in. Uh, <laughs> Miles are easier on her. Uh, Mullet, you're next nominee. And I'm curious I, I, on hearing you expand upon this. Mm-hmm. Joey Janela. Yeah. Uh, more so from like a Booker aspect, like the fact that every time Janela has a spring break or a confidential They've done amazing work on Twitter and social media, like promoting them and also like announcing the matches. So like back uh, for the Mania show, which I think was Spring Break Two, right? They would do like these like eight bit like side scrolling like videos to like explain like how matches were getting announced. Um, and then for the New York show, he just flat out like basically made not like a Dusty Rhodes mini movie, but like would do like like really well produced like video packages of like. The Yakuza, like, chasing him down and beating him up and asking, like, who they work for. And that's how he announced he was wrestling, like, fucking Hakushi. Um, he's done, like, a great job of the, the fucking Riddle Ellsworth videos that they did, you know, like, promoting that match during spring break. It's it's different. And it's, and it's caused his shows to go from, like, when we went in 2017, like, what's a spring break thing? Fuck, let's leave. To now, like, if I go to a mini weekend, I want to go to fucking spring break. It's a must-see show. Yeah. It's a must-see show, and I think part of it has been the way that he's promoted it um, online and done extended his bad boy, like, 80s VHS, like, punk persona into all of that as well. So Correct me if I'm wrong, but the person that he would uh, make those videos with got signed to NXT or WWE or something like that? I am not sure. I, I don't know. So Kenny Johnson is, like, the main, like, indie documentary guy he's mm-hmm. the one who did like joey janelle documentary the pco documentaries a lot of the other ones i don't know if he did i think he had one like just recently so i'm not positive but he maybe have been contracted to do some stuff i'll have to look it up and uh augie you had five nominees uh quite <laughs> um but i'll just go ahead and list them off and then you can take it from there uh tony storm lana alexa bliss nikki bella and Andy Rose. <laughs> I knew it. That's yeah, That's I should. I should. I should apologize. Yeah, I, apologize I forgot for Emma. You baby, I forgot Emma. That's why I apologize. <laughs> 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 I 
I'll add her now. I was going to give you props for limiting it to five, but you pervert. <laughs> I'll add her if you can tell me her, her real name, what she goes by now. Oh, no idea. No, don't, don't worry about adding her. Okay. Okay. Uh, that's all I need to be said about that. Best merch. Last year, the winner was the Young Bucks for all of it. <laughs> uh, this year, let's uh, let's let's start back with uh, Augie. Um, you nominated uh, AJ Styles uh, for the old school boxing shirt versus Nakamura. Yeah, I was just googling a bunch of stuff, and that really caught my eye. I thought it looked badass. It was like an old style classic shirt, like a boxing card. No, actually, no pictures. Just the 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 type of font and the way it was written. I thought it was fucking awesome. So, oh, just want to nominate that shirt. Give it love. Yeah. Mullet, uh, you had, uh, and I quote, something, something Bullet Club. <laughs> I didn't have anything. Like, that was the only thing that I struggled with this year because, like, I haven't been keeping up with it. But uh, the most recent, like, elite shirts they, they released are very, very cool. So I've had to go with something those. And also, I don't remember if we nominated them last year or not, but I would also go with some of the Elias stuff. Elias... Like like the concert shirts that like he has, shirts, like the yeah. venues on the back. He also good. has like fu- fucking pics and like all the all the images on the front look like something. Be like fuck, like you could wear that in public and just be like, oh, what artist is that? And it wouldn't be out of place. So I actually converted to that one because I'm sure somebody else had something bullet cover related. So not really. Uh, it was Spencer, an off year for them. It was. Uh, I mean, it was kind of like a coasting year. I mean, as we saw, it was kind of like their. Last like the, squeezing of yeah, it's like the lame duck yeah. presidency. It's like, well, we're on the way out. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, Spencer, you have any of the Chicago crossed with New Japan merchandise? Ooh. Yeah, and I recognize it's a pretty niche pick, but <laughs> I mean, God help me. I mean, I every well, every time they do one, it looks it's great. so fucking fresh for Bullet Club, for <laughs> Lij, for Chaos, oh, fucking. Okada like wore it just during like one of the Road Two matches. Right. Yeah, he was wearing the Chicago flag Chaos uh, shirt. And what was it? I think <laughs> Augie's laughter reminded me that we were all at um, Pro Wrestling Tees this year uh, before Pod Slam, and I, held, I was like, "Man, boy, if they made the what, what was it?" I was like, "Man, yeah, they, they, oh, it, yeah, that's what it was." You held up, like, "Oh, if they had it like in the Chicago flag, you, you I'm held up the it. you held up the New Japan logo shirt, and it was an American flag." Yeah, and I was like, "Yeah, I would have bought that if it's the Chicago flag." And he like pointed over to the one right next to it, and sure enough, <laughs> I was like, well, I guess uh, there goes thirty-five yeah. bucks. I mean, it's a, <laughs> I hear it in my hand. As far as marketable flags go, like it's you a, can just wear that on a shirt anyway. The amount of fucking Chicago flag tattoos you see just living in the city is b- bananas. Yeah, I don't remember if it's first or second, but it's objectively the first or second best flag in the world, yeah. as ranked by like. People that do that shit by Flag Magazine. So, <laughs> Flagazine. The study of it is called vexico- Vexiology or something like that. But Washington D.C. for the record is the other one. Hmm. Uh, and Tope, uh, you kind of brought it in a direction that we haven't really gone before. But Mullet alluded to it a little bit uh, during his Elias thing. As far as other pieces of merch. You have, Tope, the Rusev, Happy Rusev Day calendar. (laughs) I was like, very very beginning of the year, and everyone's like, oh my god, they should do it, and then they actually fucking did it, and it was great, it was funny, and I'm sure they sold so many of those. They sold the fuck out, like, very quickly. It's maybe the funniest thing WWE's ever done. Yeah. (laughs) 
It's one of those things where it's just like, just do it. It's fucking hilarious. It costs you nothing. It costs you nothing. So what? You didn't come up with the idea. Someone in a fucking message board did. (laughs) Just fucking do it and and reap the benefits. It probably costs like seven and a half cents to make that poster. And they probably sold it for, you know, 1995. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it was great. Uh, Best finisher name last year's winner uh, was a tie between The Bitter End and Black Mass. Uh, Augie, uh, you renominated Black Mass. Yeah, it works. <laughs> Why change it? <laughs> it ain't broke. Yeah. Yeah, Nailed it. it. <laughs> uh, Mullet, uh, you have two nominees. The first being Fairy Tale Ending. Yeah, Tommaso Ciampa is uh, basically how Angel's Wings for Christopher Daniels, but it just fits with his character. Uh, yeah, I, I just dig it a lot. It sounds it sounds different and cool. So I, I dig it. Uh, Tope, the Midnight Hour. Uh, I just always love that name and all the meanings to it. And yeah, it's a great name and it should win everyone. <laughs> I know more evidence than that. <laughs> uh, I wasn't far off and nominated up, up, down, down. Because, uh, yeah, why yeah. not just plug your YouTube show in your finisher? It's very cute and clever, but also like... Yeah. And it also works with the move. Exactly. It's very good. Uh, Spencer, you had Orienting this, with Napalm Death. Yeah, Orienteering, or, sorry. Orienteering yeah. with Napalm Death. It's, it's a finisher move that Zack Sabre Jr. is using during the New Japan Cup. I don't know if it's something he continues to use or not. He does. Um, he does. Okay, good. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's basically just one of his crazy fucking holds. That's like a combination of three holds in one. Um but first of all, it sounds cool as shit. I mean, organ to napalm death. Uh, mm-hmm. But it's also a reference to a, a British comedian I wasn't familiar with. That's it's basically like one of his jokes. It's, yeah, it sounds menacing, mm-hmm. and it makes you Google. <laughs> that's exactly <laughs> my train of thought. Yeah, that's what happened. Uh, speaking of uh, making you Google, uh, Mullet, your uh, second nominee was the Kamigoye. Mm. It just sounds fucking dope. Yeah. <laughs> it's just it's it's good to scream. Just... It's uh, yeah, it's like the new uh, Bombaye or Kinshasa. Mm-hmm. Just you just fucking yell it, and it, I like a move that sounds like it looks like that looks like a Kamagoye to your face. <laughs> <laughs> sort of like a Hadouken. Like oh yeah, basically. I don't, I don't know what that I means, actually. But, yeah. I knew it was coming up, so I didn't even bother to like look up the meaning. But I, and I haven't even confirmed this is, but it means something like. God killer or go with God. And it's like, well, that just strengthens my point entirely. <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right. All right. Uh, best title run 2017 winner uh, was Kazuchika Okada. Uh, and not a lot of differentiating uh, here. <laughs> that doesn't surprise me. Uh, yeah, we had yeah. the best <laughs> of the best. Uh, we had Tope, Augie, and Spencer nominating AJ Styles. Uh, Topa, if you want to kick it off, uh, talking about that. Uh, yeah, he d- held that show down the entire year. He was in either champion or in a championship match, every single WWE match, tied title match, and it was every such such a wide variety of wrestlers he went through as well. So he held down that title, and I don't think anyone else did it better than he did. You know what I've just thought of right now? Um is the thing about AJ Styles is we all know he's like one of the best in the world, but we don't know if WWE necessarily believes that or not through the whole year. So anytime he was defending his title, we really probably had a legitimate thought like, are they going to make him lose this time? So there's mm-hmm. always like, 
Like, yeah, he's the best, but does that matter? So that sort of went to, you know, like if Brock Lesnar was wrestling every week or, you know, every pay-per-view or whatever, we probably wouldn't have that thought. It's like, oh, he'll have the title until Mania. Mm-hmm. Not with AJ. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a week-by-week week or month-by-month month basis mm-hmm. with him. Um, yeah, uh, we had two nominations for uh, Pete Dunn, Mullet and Spencer. Mullet? He is approaching, it's going to be two years next month, I think, right? Probably. No, no, no I'm sorry. That's when, the, that's when the UK title tournament was, so if he'd won that. Yeah, but in May, it would be two May. years. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah, in May. I forgot the tournament was in January. I'm getting confused. No, he's it had just seems like he's never... always been the champion, right? Like, for well, Tyler he's, he's the only. Yeah, yeah, he's the only other... Tyler Bates, the only other name in that history. Um, yeah. He always has great matches with it. He, whoever finally beats him for it on that UK brand, will kind of he'll kind of make. Um, and I almost kind of like... I would be fine. I want. Do I want him on like doing bigger and better things? Absolutely. But I'd be fine if like this, he just has it for like four years. Like how did him? Like how did it be like Bruno San Martino then Pete Dunn? That'd be cool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he can win Bruiser, Bruiser San Martino. Yeah, <laughs> he can win other championships when he's twenty eight years old. <laughs> oh, God. That's a good point. Hell yeah. Uh, yeah, and Spencer, you were the other one to uh, nominate him. It's- objective yeah like <laughs> what yeah. can you say yeah um it's i'm interested to see not that i'm watching it but i'm interested to see how with what increased frequency he's actually going to be defending the title with yeah so you know just something to think about there the last nominee that we have i'd love to learn more about uh mullet <laughs> you nominated uh lax uh for the yeah. impact tag titles i'm assuming yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, LAX have had secretly maybe the best year for a tag team. They've held that title, I think, for like something like 280, 90 days, breaking the impact record that like guys like Beer Money, Motor City, Machine Guns, Americans Most Wanted had. And mind you, having great matches with Homicide and Hernandez, having great matches uh, coming up with Pentagon and Phoenix, um, variety of opponents, Ohio versus everything. Like literally like, hardcore matches, barbed wire matches, fucking no... Uh, no mats in the ring, whatever the hell they call that match. Um, and then now they're crossing over, starting to work PWG, starting to work uh, other indies. Two, like, literally, like, nondescript dudes who, like, when we put in March of Madness, we're like, who the fuck are Ortiz and Santana? I guess we got to put them in. And now they're everywhere, and they've really been one of the linchpins of Impact's turnaround. So I want to make sure they got there, their dukes. We, like, never talk about them. Yeah. Uh, real life story of the year. Uh, the winner from 2016 was TNA's backstage turmoil. And the winner from 2017 was the continued rise of women's wrestling. Um, both of those obviously turned out to be nothing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, this year, leading with three nominees uh, from Mullet, Tope, and Augie is uh, the Roman Reigns story. Uh, Tope, do you want to yeah. uh, lead off with that? Yeah, it's uh, wrestling's never really had a uh, Magic Johnson moment, and this really was it, where a humongous star in his prime, top of the mountain, is gone. So it's still even surreal to think about that he was wrestling for so long with it. So yeah, that literally changed the course of an entire business in 24 hours. So, mm-hmm. Augie? Yeah, Mullet? I agree with what Toby said. There's no way I'm going to make anything more classy than that. 
<laughs> I was like, oh, there's only two ways to go with this one, and I don't like the second way. <laughs> yep. <laughs> when Tope's classy, you check out. <laughs> <laughs> when Tope gets classy, Augie gets assy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, now now we yeah. back. Three left. Mania. <laughs> You're welcome for your shirts. <laughs> Wait, we're getting shirts for real? <laughs> Fuck, I'll draw them up. Yeah, let's do it. Uh, I'm sure TNA had some bullshit 3OK shirts. Let me look it up. Hold on. <laughs> Just re-release those. Yeah, I still got to make that hot tent shirt. Uh, yeah, and then, uh, let's see. Mullet, you also had uh, the Saudi Arabia story. I mean, just you from know, a sheer bring it like, back up. <laughs> I mean, just from a sheer like real life story, like that is that was mainstream news. Mm-hmm. Is like, yeah. hey, WWE's, go- WWE's going to Saudi Arabia like when they fucking shouldn't, and everybody was talking about it. So yeah, yeah, I don't want to talk about it anymore. I'm just saying, yeah, it's sure. going to be a nominee. Uh, Spencer and I nominated All In. I don't know if that's just because we were the only two that actually went. Maybe some bias there. Uh, but also, I don't think so. I, don't I feel think it's unfair. Yeah, oh, it's yeah. a good yeah. We touched on it earlier, like a, a fucking stupid little indie wrestler YouTube show turned into a record-breaking event and probably uh, a, a new um, wrestling company, company that's maybe going to be televised. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. And like, even beyond <clears throat> all of the things that it means, like the ripples throughout the industry that it created, it, the, the sense of awe never left when you were in that building. No. Like, I would just find myself staring at the stage going like, where did they get that? Yeah. I, I was never disappointed. Who there gave was that n- to them? There was never, a, yeah. Yeah, you're right. I never thought about that. Yeah, the entire thing stayed crazy the, yeah. the whole night. Uh, along the same lines, then, if you're going to go like, kind of like a wrestling thing, what about um, uh, Evolution? Ooh, that sounded good. Just, just women still? I mean, we won last year, but yeah, it's a, it's a fair point. Like, they're... They're main event pay per views without. They're having their own show. They're main event pay per views without anybody questioning it. They got Ronda Rousey. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. I, I didn't put them there because I have already nominated them for two other categories. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, uh, and I, you're not, that's you're the exact not same reason I didn't. The same nominees reason I didn't nominate. I didn't nominate all in there was I had them for something else later. But yeah, yeah, yeah you're, you're definitely right. Yeah, you know what, Augie, I'm gonna attribute that one to you. There you go, buddy. Yes. Oh. There you go. Good for you. That makes up for your social media picks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what was wrong with my social media picks? No, nothing. That's nothing, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> nothing. That's Ain't the nothing point. Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> you're just. Mo, the last nominee you had was the Fox deal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Billions of dollars. And what's going to change WWE entirely? Whatever this bullshit. Shaking it up, new shit is. No, that will legitimately, they're going to be on like one of the big four cable channels every single week. Uh, that's huge. And it's going to bring a lot of changes to like just how WWE does things. So, so Mullet sent us a listing for a three live crew shirt uh, on eBay. <laughs> and it Sorry, looks like a fucking bootleg <laughs> and one shirt. I want to message this guy so bad and be like, yo, you got three of these. <laughs> <laughs> I, know he I mean, it's only 14 bucks, but it is rare. <laughs> oh, it is so bad, but you best believe I'd wear this only with Tope and Augie. <laughs> <laughs> it is wretched. I, it's, it's, the, it's truly bad. It's 
black tie-dye. <laughs> yeah. This shirt makes Jerry Lawler's shirts look like a Hanes white t-shirt. <laughs> Where's right. the picture of this? It's in the, it's it's in in the Skype. Skype chat. Okay. Most devastating injury of the year. Uh, the previous two winners, uh, if you can call them that, uh, 2016 was Finn Balor for his shoulder uh, disintegrating after he won the Universal title, during him winning the Universal title. And last year uh, was uh, Katsuhiro Shibata for his head exploding. <laughs> uh Let's go with the most uh, sensitive one uh, of the night so far. Augie, you nominated Becky Lynch's nose. Mm. Yeah. I mean, that's the only one that came to mind. So that was most devastating to me. I would say, I would honestly argue that this was like the most fortunate injury, if you could say say, so. Yeah, you could say most impactful, maybe. Well, it was was the most devastating looking. Yeah. (laughs) But it also took her Survivor Series match with Ronda Rousey and likely turned it into a WrestleMania mm-hmm. headlining main eventing match with Ronda Rousey. So, yeah, yeah break my fucking nose. Mullet and Tope, you both uh, nominated Roman Reigns as well. We kind of went over that. Yeah, naturally. Um, That's why I left it off because it's like, yeah, it's like, yeah, of course. Yeah. Uh, I, and- I have another one. I can chime in real quick. Sure. Uh, just more more recently, because apparently what came out of it, uh, Joey Janela, yeah, like, destroying his leg. Um, on like what stuff Joey Janela has done, the fact that that's what is going to put him out for like a year is hor- is like horrible. But he apparently was going to start with Impact and also was on NXT's radar as well. Whoa. And Wait, what happened? I didn't, I didn't see this. He just like blew his knee out, right? Yeah, he did like a, I mean, it was still like a high dive. I think it was like either like off of like some, not a balcony, but off of some structure, but not even as high as what he would normally do. Either like a DDT or a Hurricane Rana just landed wrong, completely shattered, like, like broke his leg. He's out like a year. Jesus Christ. It was, it was bound to happen eventually, but yeah. it was just the shittiest time. And like, he literally was going to debut at Bound for Glory, I think. Um, and, and the fact that NXT invited Penelope Ford his longtime valet slash girlfriend for the most recent tryouts indicates that they've been high on him as well. And we're going to invite him along from according to some rumblings. So yeah, just shitty timing. Uh, mm-hmm. Spencer, you had a uh, Hiromu Takahashi. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you want to talk about shitty timing. Um, yeah. Dude was like, he had the rocket strapped to him. He had the um, junior heavyweight belt. And I don't remember the exact, like what was going on exactly. And, and you know, with that, but, yeah, all of a sudden, just this freak accident occurred with him and uh, who was it? Uh, Dragon, Dragon Lee. Lee. Uh, it was yeah. Dragon Lee. With a move that like they've done dozens of times. Absolutely, yeah. And just something went wrong this one time, and it uh, could have could have killed him. Yeah, you know, it didn't. Could have killed you know, him. It was like a Stone Cold Steve Austin thing where like he managed to finish the match and get out of there. But yeah, he's and he's been on the shelf for the last I don't know six eight months, something like that, just recovering from a neck injury, and it looks like he's primed to come back here pretty soon. So maybe we oh. could see him coming back at Wrestle Kingdom. Which that's Maybe. that like turnaround time considering is considering yeah, yeah. fortunate and he was uh, he was he was arguably becoming the hottest guy in the company maybe yeah. the most popular guy in New Japan I think that's fair to say yeah uh, speaking of the hottest guy in the company uh, my nominee would be David Arquette <laughs> <laughs> he was getting his fucking yeah. throat slit <laughs> does Augie even know no <laughs> oh, God. 
Uh, I'm going to get to him later, and that's not even a joke. We're going to talk about David Arquette more, but uh, David Arquette did a death match, Augie, and he almost uh, he almost had his jugular vein cut, and he almost died. <laughs> why, why is he still wait? Why is he still wrestling? Because he's passionate about the fucking business, yeah, man. He likes it. <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> yeah, he's what? a multi-millionaire. Who gives a <laughs> shit? He wants to work in front of fifty people in Waffle Fuck West Virginia. Oh, yeah, what, 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 other, company, what, comp- what, what other stories is he going to tell Richard Dreyfus on set? Well, he's this was for um, one of Joey Janela's. This was Joey Janela's like Survivor Series like special show. Um, I forget what he called that one. Uh, he was actually replacing who's he taking the place of? Oh, it was fucking Ellsworth, wasn't it? Like they they fired Ellsworth because Ellsworth is a piece of shit, and then they got Arquette instead. Uh, but he's just been working indies. Like he just there was a video on Twitter where like he was like doing a bunch of weekend shows with like a tag team partner and he was driving the tag team partner crazy. Yeah, RJ City. Yeah, David Arquette's just a fucking worker. He could have died, but he finished the match. And he tried to shoot on Nick Gage. The guy went to prison for <laughs> robbing a bank. I'm gonna nominate David Arquette for Jobber of the Year. <laughs> <laughs> maybe next year. Maybe next year. Maybe next year. Uh most overrated. Ooh. Oh, uh, can I just sorry, oh, can I yeah, just yeah. mention one real quick? Sure. Uh, because it happened this year, uh Paige and having to retire oh, and it did happen this year, huh? Oh. Yeah. And the amazing job she did as a GM. Yeah. And, yes. Man, I really hope they work her in her. somewhere. Because she was so, a really good GM. Like yeah. not just storyline. Well, not she was she just like written really well, but she was actually a competent general manager of people. Right, yeah. <laughs> I'd hire her for a business. <laughs> the uh, the early rumblings is that she's gonna um, like to transition like the kickoff shows and stuff, be on like the panel with Booker and and things. I hope they have to come up some something better for her. Yeah. Let her be a manager. Let her yeah. Let her if you've got Leo Rush and Drake Maverick do it. Let fucking Paige do it. Yeah. God, it sounded like you said drink Maverick. <laughs> oh God, I hope not. <laughs> that's what that's what he does too much of. Uh huh. Oh, we're going to get there later, don't worry. Uh, most overrated. The winners the last two years, uh, 2016, Baron Corbin. Uh, 2017, Jinder Mahal. One of them has been course corrected. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> might as well just get started with this now. Tope, you nominated Baron, Baron Corbin as one of your nominees. Give me that Baron Corbin Ginger Mahal sandwich right there. Uh, yeah, <laughs> and literally one of now nah, I ain't in that shit. They they gave him honestly the biggest role maybe in WWE. Like anyone else probably gets over from that, and he doesn't even get close. He sucks. He's Baron so Corbin bad. fucked up the heel authority figure. <laughs> <laughs> Vic, Eddie Guerrero's widow could do it. Eddie Guerrero's <laughs> widow's going to get into the Hall of Fame from doing it. Baron Corbin couldn't do it for six weeks. <laughs> what a black hole of charisma. Road Warrior Animal's dipshit brother could do it. Oh, my God. Mullet, do you remember when you and I got in a fight over him? <laughs> During one of the drafts. With... Yeah, because like... we were like, oh, this is the hot, in, the hot NXT guy no one knows about. I took a picture of downtown Orlando like five years ago. Is, I put on, with like, oh, man, so he's taking a picture the of the future of WWE. <laughs> is, wow. is Baron Corbin our Darko? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's the Darko villages of wrestling. 
That's incredible. It, it, <laughs> Baron Corbin is the Ryan Leaf of wrestling. <laughs> Baron, the highlight of Baron Corbin's career was getting a haircut. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and someone else taking his move really well. Chad Gable taking that. Yeah. This fucking finisher is called. What the? What, what is it? End of days. End of days. Tope. Wow. In a roundabout way, I think that one's also getting course corrected. Yeah. <laughs> I think. <laughs> I don't see how he comes back from the past couple weeks. Yeah. Like, God, yeah, he's the rough. true definition of scapegoat for the company, man. Like, yeah, we don't like him that much, but he's about to get fucking eighty-six yeah. because Vince McMahon <laughs> is stuck in the fucking nineties. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of stuck in the nineties, Spencer, you nominated the country of Saudi Arabia. Most overrated, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I, I approach this from the WWE's viewpoint. Clearly, they are highly overrating Saudi Arabia. Because <laughs> they're fucking, they're going to bat for their mans, man. I mean. I can I cannot wait until three weeks from now when Baron Corbin still beats Saudi Arabia in this. <laughs> <laughs> That's just fucking impressive. <laughs> Baron Corbin didn't dismember anybody. Yeah, exactly. Like, he's still going to win. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, I don't think it's any secret. I've been pretty anti-Saudi Arabia for a while now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't think that's a bad hill to die on. <laughs> uh, Mullet, you also, you nominated... Uh, I nominated your somebody nomination. else, too, by the way. What's that? I nominated somebody oh, yeah, else, no, no, too. Oh, no, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm just jumping around. Who's not as bad as Saudi Arabia. Uh, not as bad. <laughs> uh, Mullet, you not, your first nomination of three was Nia Jax. Yeah, I think I did. No one else picked that. No, but I feel like that was based on somebody. Well, should have. Yeah, we should have. I, yeah. I don't rate was, her. That was a group thing. <laughs> it was. I mean, I, I I don't know what else to say at this point. I mean, how many people has she almost fucking killed this year? Yeah. Um, and and she's. Uh, we're gonna get to her in another negative category later on. It's not to spoil it, but she's just not good at very many things. For the profile she gets. As you know, she's wrestling Ronda Rousey, and they've napped their matches out like fucking Steamboat Savage at WrestleMania 3, then then she's horrible. So, yeah, that, there, there it is. There it is. Uh, Augie, you nominated somebody that I wanted to nominate but didn't want to expend the energy to write down, Randy Orton. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But Toby's right. It's Baron Corbin. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, I do feel like Randy Orton could be, like, the patron saint of this. Yeah. He is. Like, it could be just, like, most Orton-rated, like, yeah, full stop. Like that's the name of the. Fucking we can just name this after Orton, like yeah, the most, really, yeah. most Orton. Most Orton rated is so good. Yeah, that's pretty good. He doesn't do anything. Mm-mm. No, he he he's really good at putting a uh, a tool in somebody's earlobe. Yeah, what is that... what is roughly what like what is he getting uh, paid per year? Oh, uh, way too much. Too much. He's he's def- I guarantee you his downside guarantee is a mil guaranteed. <laughs> For mailing it in all the time? Yeah, guarantee and that's probably on the low end. He probably God. makes anywhere between one to two million downside a year before the only one before, from home. Before all those hot merchandising numbers he gets for his next cool snake shirt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but what if we put the snake in red though? <laughs> <laughs> that's him. That's him with merchandising. <laughs> Just texting. Oh, he He's walks- too lazy to fucking call. Yeah. <laughs> It's like we're a department. You can't text the department, Randy. Uh, mullet, it's not next... look good if the snake is going down the ramp. It's gonna look all jittery, like it's having a seizure. Do it anyway. I don't feel like walking. I right, but make it look like sperm. You still have to walk, Randy. 
Yeah. We don't have the WrestleMania three card. Uh, <laughs> Mullet, your next nominee. Um, it's a bit of a uh, bit of a controversial pick in the Discord as well. Uh, Alexa Bliss. Well, you've been beating this drum for years. I've been beating this drum for years. Uh, look, name 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 one outstanding Alexa Bliss match. Cool. Oh, that's not the point. Rest, I rest my case. She's just not very good in ring. I think in terms of promos and facial expressions, I think she's fine. She does not deserve... She is basically, in terms of like, until the past few weeks when she got hurt, the like the Baron Corbin and the female division, in terms of like the amount of effort they put into it, in terms of the amount that it's paid off. So I'll Can keep I... saying it until I'm blue in the face. But well, don't worry. She may never wrestle, so... Well, I feel, <laughs> don't put that on me. <laughs> what did I miss? What happened there? Uh, she got another. She got like another concussion. Apparently, so now like they're waiting for her to pass her testing. So that's why she, she was on TV transitioned to be like in charge of the female division. But now there's nobody in charge of any divisions. So yeah, and, and didn't like two weeks ago, like she fucking sold her voice to Ursula so she can get legs or some <laughs> shit like that and couldn't speak. Something I don't know, man. It just yeah. I dude, go ahead. I really like Alexa Bliss. Me too. In terms of the definition of overrated, she maybe doesn't deserve to be like a 20-time fucking women's champion or whatever. No. Right. But she I'd rather have somebody that can hold their own in the ring and fucking promo her way through a program uh, than my own nominee, personally. But I'll, I'll get there. Spencer, you were going to say something? Uh yeah I was but I got lost in another train of thought. Okay. Um she's she seems just... to draw heat. She seems to draw heat no matter what she does. Yeah. Uh what you're just describing is someone like Becky Lynch who like can cut a promo and can hold her own in the ring. So I don't know maybe Alexa Bliss is sort of like a transitional um women's division prototype of evolution. Does that make any sense like It does. I, I see her more as a diva throwback. Like I hate yeah. to use those terminologies but she was somebody who I felt could use a little bit more time. They saw her character work compared to her ring work, called her up, and now same thing with Carmella. Carmella and Alexa Bliss are always going to be in one lane versus a lot of the other girls yeah, right. because they got I, to me they got called up too early because they were better characters than they were in the ring. I also feel, I feel like she she gets a little bit of a pass because she did come in before all this you know uh, women's revolution came through. She was kind of just before that, so she's kind of like the last of the divas. That's kind of I I feel like Nikki and Brie Bella get the same type of pass also, where it's like yeah they're divas, but that's what they were. That's they've been here for so long. They're kind of grandfathered in. They're not expected to do what the women's revolution is doing with all these other you know like with 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 Charlotte and with Sasha Banks and all them. I, I don't know. I think it, I, it's different. Criteria. So, because we get, I mean, we're gonna have to move on. But at least with Carmella, I feel like she has uh, kind of developed a different side of her. But that's a lot of being with our truth, I think. Yes. Um, also, Alexa Bliss never had a takeover match. Uh, wow, that's crazy. Yeah. Uh, yep. Spencer, you had Dolph Ziggler. Enough said. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. of saving your throat. Yeah, I, I and put, time. I put Ziggler down instead of Orton. Yeah, that was the other one you that know. just passed through my head. It's just like. Yeah. Need to, though? Uh, Tope, yeah, Brock Lesnar. Yep. Ooh. Hey. Yeah. He <laughs> yeah. Sucks. Yeah. He, <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Any match Brock Lesnar has with a smaller in stature competitor is a competitive match. And I feel like that's something that's been done intentionally, but they just never fucking talk about it. And it's weird 
because it's clearly a pattern. Hmm. So you're doing this on purpose, right? Like that's his weakness, right? No. All right. Well, whatever. I'll just go fuck myself for noticing things. (laughs) I feel like Ronda Rousey is overrated. And here's why. Whoa. I might jump on this a little bit. She's, she's a shit promo. She's a bad promo. Yes. Anytime she goes to the top rope, I am butthole clenched that she's going to just fall backwards. <laughs> she sells rest holds with an MMA mindset of like, this is a timed round and I need to get out of this to get more offense in. Whereas in a wrestling mindset, she is wearing herself down and doing her opponent a favor. So her ring psychology is also hmm. not the best. That's interesting. Um, and also, her fucking judo throws scare the shit out of me, yeah, like in a, in a physical way. Like they scare me too. I I don't know how strongly arms are connected, <laughs> but it just worries me. Um, and, she, and she's making the her opponents take bumps that they're not typically taking. Yeah, and uh, it's yeah. just it's just it's it's again by the definition of the word overrated. It's a lot at once, and you know, it just. I think that's fair. Yeah, that's just where I'm at with that. Mullet? Uh, she may be the best rookie in wrestling history. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, see, that, see, that's why yeah. I start. Because people are comparing her first year to, like, Angle. I, granted, it's not his first year, but it's like, you're on yeah. TV. So, first time you're on TV, it's like, Kurt Angle's the greatest rookie of all time. And I think that, like, she's, like, a good three tears down from that. Because I think everyone else is. I think by the definition, I wouldn't be opposed to someone saying that. With that said, I think she's awesome. But again, shit promo. I, I think based on how she's being booked, she's overrated because they're put they're they're putting her they're putting way too much on her way too quickly. Um, but she's doing a decent job handling it, especially the fact that she's being a rookie and like some of these matches, like they're actually good fucking matches where you're like, all right, well, and she's again. holding it. She's holding her own. Nikki Bella played point, her evolution be... match. Uh, Mark, uh, you also... We're running long. Mullet, your last nominee. Loki ass. You can't say shit like that. You're just trying to cause chaos. Well, you want chaos. Mullet's last nominee is War Raiders, so Spencer, go. <laughs> no, but Spencer's gonna get a rise. How out of are you that? gonna fucking say overrated? Because <laughs> first of all, I'll, I'll I'll knock myself down a little bit. I don't I don't watch NXT anymore because I don't have the network, so I don't know what they've been doing. But from my viewpoint, it's like, do they have? Do they get on TV? War Raiders? They yeah. do. They're they're feuding with Undisputed Era for the for the titles. Well, then clearly they're not watching games. either because they fucking rule. Yeah, I, they just don't. I, this is more so like a personal preference. They just don't do anything for me. I, I think they're sloppy. That's just that. If Ronda Rousey is where she sloppy. is right now, a year from now, yeah, maybe at Golden Corral. What do you say? It's just maybe they're sloppy at Golden Corral. They're big boys, but come on. <laughs> I know, every time every time Hanson does a springboard, I'm like the ropes feel like they want to quit their job, and it's like it's just, just like Rich does. A lot of what their shit does scares me. Not in terms of like yeah. safety wise, but just in terms of like like it just doesn't look right. And I just don't get into like their matches, and I don't think they're over for like what their spot is. Like when they were in War Games, they hurt War Games overall for me because no one gave a fuck until Hanson like started to try and kill himself. But um, yeah, that that's a fringe one, and that's just a personal preference. So. You're crazy, man. Most underrated: the winners the last two years, uh, 2016 Tyler Breeze, 2017 Luke 
Harper. Uh, let's start uh, just because Mullen has three nominees here. Uh, your first nominee is Chad Gable. I like five now. Uh, <laughs> all my nominees, I feel like, are doing better now. Yeah, yeah. Chad Gable. Chad Gable should be in the main event. He's yeah. literally just as good as where he is in Kurt Ang- uh, the Kurt Angle was. And just he's a little undersized. He's never going to get the time of day. So. so sad. If he's a tag wrestler for the rest of his life, that's a shame. Because I think he can do so much more. But I'm glad he's getting at least some time on Raw. Yeah. Uh, Augie and Spencer, you both had Samoa Joe. Hey. Hmm. Yeah, that's probably the answer there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, from WWE's perspective, it's like, why isn't this guy, like, uh, why has he had a title whole uh, uh rain why isn't he's always like up there he's, he's up there. the matches I, he's up there. he's he's he always but he always seems like he's straddling that line between upper mid card and main event he's right. always on that line Which is and crazy. he never crosses it he just stays there that's where he lives reliability he's really banged up he's really yeah. injury prone and i think that's cost him and since he's been on the main roster he's been hurt like three times yeah and i don't think i don't think they ever want to fully pull the trigger on him because because he was his dumbass 10 years ago, had to do the dumbest dropkick of all time and ruin the rest of his career. I'll send you the link later. It's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mullet, your second nominee is Ember Moon. She's fucking great. <laughs> the, crowd, the crowd always digs her. Look at that evolution, the end of the evolution battle royal, when like she's killing it against fucking Naya and Ivory. And everyone else. And she's she's got a look. She's got a gimmick. She's not the best promo, but that... That character shouldn't have promos. Like, the character should be, like, silent, brooding, and mysterious, and then be a fucking uh, live wire in the ring. So, yeah, she should be a main baby face for that division on either show, and she's kind of lingering in uh, mediocrity right now. That's what they have uh, Sonata doing over in uh, New Japan. He hardly ever talks. And when he, mm. when he gets on the mic, which is, like, twice a year, the crowd fucking pops just for him grabbing the mic. Because they're like, nice. what the fuck? <laughs> and he says five words, and they're like, yeah, thank you, Sonata. <laughs> they write those are the letters they write him yeah oh, thank you usually what he says is good match now here's evil and then evil do the talking <laughs> a soliloquy from evil yeah <laughs> uh tope you had uh rusev nominated which i super agree with yeah he can do everything mm-hmm. and he's a five-tool he player should- baby he's funny he can get aggressive he can be a great heel great baby face and he just he just Rolls in a circle. He, actually, he he won this for the Observer last year. He was the actual official Observer winner last year too. Oh uh, yeah, that, and the, he might be it again this year. Yeah. So, and Mullet, your last nominee was Andrade Cien Omelet. Oh, that's probably the right answer now. <laughs> he started the year Andrade wrestling one of the best omelet. wrestling matches I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> <laughs> and now he can't get on television to save his life. And when he does, he's losing. <laughs> well, at least he didn't take the pin in that match. He didn't. No, no, no. Uh, does anybody else have any? Because I have two more I've added literally from the past week. Nope. No, 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 no. Uh, Mustafa Ali, who now I think is going to get appropriately rated now that we're seeing. Yeah. But I still feel he goes without saying. I think my actual biggest answer now from... TLC guys, Ruby Riot made Natalia over. Ruby <laughs> Riot is so good. So Andrew was here watching the paper. I mean, he's been out of touch for a while, and he we were eating Chinese food, watching the show, and he goes, "I recognize her. Was she in Shakara?" I'm like, "Yeah, Heidi Lovelace." 
He's like, she's great. His memory's dog shit. The fact that he, Ruby <laughs> Wright is great, and that just somebody cannot see her for four years and be like, oh, yeah, that girl, she's fantastic, says yeah. something. Yeah, I, I mean, you all know I've been high on fucking uh, Ruby Riot since day one. And mm-hmm. I thought her name did come up, actually. I thought yeah. of her name. Same. But the reason I didn't put her down is because, like, well, she did just have a pay-per-view match against Natty. And, yeah, the storyline fucking sucks. was so bogus. But they gave her one. And she sold the hell out of it, too. She like, totally she did. She, took a, she a, made chicken like, sauda chicken shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She took what should be, like, an awful storyline yeah. and made it, like, you know, feel like a traditional heel storyline. Yeah. So <laughs> the crowd, the crowd, Spencer. I was just maybe it's premature, but and like wishful <laughs> thinking. But it's like, well, maybe this is a sign of of a good 2019 for her, where yeah. they're like gonna start giving her more stuff. The crowd got up for that match, which is I was a shock to me. I thought that match was gonna die a slow death, and that match was very good. Yeah. And I, I attribute a lot of that to her. Um, we don't have a improved, but she just reminds me. I want to point out because we're in this realm right now, Liv Morgan and Sonya Deville are both getting really good, and if they continue to get good, I feel like we're going to talk about them in this category next year. Sonya character-wise, big time, and Liv Morgan, mm-hmm. ever since NXT, like when she debuted, I was like, I don't want this person in my life. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then like, <laughs> talk, literally, talk it, yeah. yeah, match by match, she just became a better worker, and now mm-hmm. like she's, she's putting it all together. Yeah. <clears throat> both perceived Genetis for me that are yeah. slowly becoming the Michaels of their pairings. Sure. Yeah, totally. Uh, the how are they still not signed to a major company award? <laughs> well, Rich, before we go to the next category, do you want to read the, some of the Discord feedback or no? Oh, shit. Uh, yeah, let me pull that up. Because yeah, we got the most a, underrated and most overrated. That was the question of the day. Correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Uh, let me get to the channel. And how much did I miss? Not much. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, and for those of you unaware, uh, Podswoggle has a private Discord channel. Uh Three bucks a month to patreon.com slash arcade audio. Get you access to that. Um, and it's super fun. So much fucking fun. Like it always think about like, oh, it's kind of douchey to like sell access or whatever. But fuck it. We, we dish a lot in there and there's good shit in there. <laughs> it's worth it. Um, yeah. So this was uh, most overrated, most underrated. Uh Tyler Barr, Barbear, most uh, overrated, Nia Jax, most underrated, Nikki Cross. Ooh, that's a good one. Yeah. Not that... Man, I felt like they valued her very highly in NXT. Yeah. So, like, yeah. I don't know about underrated, but good to talk about. Uh, SN underscore Shane. Well, just real quick. I mean, uh, she's almost like an afterthought now when it comes to uh, the guys from Sanity. You know? And it's like, well, she's the only one I really care about from Sanity now. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, they like split them up and I would put her like above sanity by far. I would, too. But does WWE? Well, I mean, we'll see Uh, because she just got finally got the official call up after like two teases. But yeah, like in NXT, she was an integral part Mm -hmm. of a men's heavy storyline, a a main event men's heavy storyline that uh, like wasn't a fucking love interest, you know, sure. Or like a partner or anything like that. Um, SN underscore Shane most overrated Dean Ambrose most underrated Mustafa Ali um, Dean Ambrose is interesting it is very interesting it's a hot, it's a hot take and I, I kind of dig it uh, and Stan the Dry Bear is uh, stuck on underrated he couldn't choose between Bobby Booby and Dag Boomer <laughs> <laughs> shout out P1 Pinnacle <laughs> Dag, Dag Boomer ain't 
underrated. That guy's a murderer. Bobby <laughs> Bobby, definitely. Dag Boomer is a fucking horse. Uh, Habert the Babert uh, feels Brock is a slam dunk for overrated. And underrated, couldn't decide between Mustafa and uh, Cian Almas. And Lucha Verde, uh, overrated Brock Lesnar, underrated Gallows and Anderson, who got on TV this week. Yeah, that's oh, a good cool. One. Who it was against? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was a DQ. It was, it was, it was a double, a double EQ. Yes, double EQ. <laughs> so themselves. <laughs> yeah, that sounds right. Uh, cool. <clears throat> Moving on. How are they still not signed to, uh, to a major company award uh, for best free agent? Uh, this. This is getting a little more difficult year by year. Yeah, yeah it really is. Uh, the winner in 2016 was Ricochet. The winner in Got 2017 him. was Ricochet. Got <laughs> the nominees in 2018 somehow will still be Ricochet. <laughs> um, let's start uh, with. I'll start with myself. I have two nominees actually, and I like double check to make sure like what the contract status was. I could be wrong about this, and I'll retract it if need be. But Pentagon Junior. Does he not sign I mean, to Impact? I don't think he signed to Impact. I mean, I think he actually they, announced that he left. Wow, because that would have been my first choice. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, because I think they're. I think him and Phoenix are working LAX at their big homecoming show, like in a couple weeks. I'm not positive. That whole everybody Lucha is so. Yeah, I don't. Everyone Lucha is so difficult. He signed the Lucha Underground, who may never come back, but we've said that after every season, so yeah. it's so hard to judge. But I'll, I'll, I'll allow it. Yeah, it's just one of those things where I, like, all I have really to go by is who's being rumored to be under WWE's eye. Yeah, sure. Um, so, yeah, so that's my first uh, nominee. Um, Augie, uh, your nominee technically isn't. Doesn't count doesn't count because he is signed up until 2020 with ROH. You had the villain Marty Scroll. Which is like put that's major actually like, company. Okay. Well, I mean that is <laughs> no, it's I, I count, blocking I him from signing with what could be a major company. So Yeah. Um yeah, ROH is kind of this ROH has not had a good year. They have not of, at all. Kind of, kind of fall down the ranks of like I kind of agree with you like are they a major company anymore? They have national television, so I think they kind of have to be also because sure. of the New Japan deal. The next which year is vital be, for them. That might be uh, going away. Yeah, they're, they're which, which is why all the the but all the room in their budget they had assigned to Cody, the Bucks, and Paige, yep. they just went out and gobbled a bunch of good dudes up. So, oh, including my nominee for this. So <laughs> interesting. Uh, yeah, Mullen yeah. nominated Bandito. Bandito is this year's. Where the fuck did this guy come from? Yeah. Get him! Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's great, and ROH apparently signed him. So um, I look forward to nominating him when that deal runs up next year before NXT announces him as signed. Yeah, still qualifies though because that went for 2018. Um, uh, speaking of, uh, you brought up New Japan, Spencer. Your uh, nomination was Kota Ibushi. He was like the only guy. <laughs> He was like the only guy I knew for a fact was unsigned. I love that so much. But also, like, <laughs> we know why he's not signed. It's because he's fucking rich. So he's like, I don't give a shit. Fuck you. I'm going to do whatever I want. I'm going to go fucking slap my nuts on some dude's face in a toilet and win the DDT championship. <laughs> I don't think I even just made that up. No, I was going to say, like, oh, yeah, I've seen that before. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, my nominee, what, my second nominee is uh, Pac. First time we brought up Pac tonight. Mm-hmm. 
I don't was he believe, not signed? I don't believe he's under a Dragon Gate contract. He's working. He's That's starting smart. to work some UK uh, feds as well. He's um, working Ospreys. He's working Walter. Those are going to be insane. Yeah. How is he not signed to WWE? It's crazy. <laughs> uh, and lastly, Tope, you nominated Stephen Amell. Fucking, <laughs> he's fucking dope. I love him, man. He should be on every single wrestling program. That's it. No, I have no reason, but I fucking love him. He's much better than you would ever expect. I, yeah, I, at the whole thing for for two matches in his in his belt. Yeah, I'd say he's all right. Yeah, he's <laughs> the David Arquette of acting. <laughs> yeah, no, we'll figure that out later. <laughs> um, it doesn't have to be. It doesn't make sense to be funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we're all laughing. <laughs> Uh, yeah, like reluctantly, like feel good story of the year. <laughs> Us reluctantly laughing at Spencer's <laughs> joke. Uh, 2016 winner was Pod Slam. Uh, mm. Pod Slam couldn't follow up in 2017 because <laughs> yeah, uh, of fucking Ric Flair almost dying and then having an ESPN <laughs> documentary. <laughs> so whatever, I guess. Uh. This year, uh, we have two nominees uh, uh, from, well, two of the, one of the same nominee from Tobey and Augie, uh, Daniel Bryan's return, which also would have been mine. Mm. Uh, we've already kind of touched on that, um, as well as Mullis nominee for All In. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, mm. uh, definitely, definitely yeah. feel good, like, industry-wise. That pulled it off. Yeah. Like, when you think of things as industries, it's not really, like, a way to feel good about things. <laughs> But that was, yeah, that counts. Um, I would also lump uh, Spencer's nominee uh, into this as well, Evolution. Yep. Yeah. yeah. I mean, against all odds, WWE didn't let themselves fuck it up. Yeah. I think that's impressive. And despite it, like the timing of it making it look like a fucking make good show and everything like that. Well, like, it is. Right. But, I mean, that was all what they wanted it to look like and also be. Uh, do you think that it, was it their weird fucking, like, uh, how do I even phrase this? Like, the only way for WWE to let them have that show and to save face was for them to make it look like an apology for Saudi Arabia. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, like, w- is it possible Vince wasn't willing to just give them the show and needed a way to make it look like we like he had to give it to him? So, like, for anyone that's just like, oh, what, women get it all? Right. It's like. Hey, look, we had this all men, so we were really like, oh, it's such a fucked up roundabout way of thinking about but it. But you know what Fuck. I mean? Like, maybe, yeah, I know maybe it's the way for Vince to save face. Oh, God. That's like three fucking levels in. Yeah. Vince is looking really shitty, by the way. <laughs> he, looks, he looks like hell. He, he is looks, definitely blind. He looks like a fucking <laughs> cake monster. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> he looks like his head is the shape of a cake. <laughs> like a round cake. <laughs> <laughs> he, he looks like a, he looks like a treat on Nailed It on Netflix. It's disgusting. <laughs> oh man, uh, he is not getting a Hollywood handshake or a Prue Pat. No, that's for goddamn sure. Uh, I, I, just, I just like the simplicity of what Mullet said. I don't want him to get buried. He said he's blind. Because <laughs> <laughs> well, all- there was no, I remember that because there was a uh, there was a story like a couple years ago that like after he had a like a thing in the ring. Like the production, like literally had like a spotlight for Vince to like follow, and like someone like helped him back from the ring, and like WWE like jumped on, was like, no, fuck bullshit, you know, yada yada yada. And now like every time I see him, like 
his like whatever's going on underneath his eyes seems like mm-hmm. an indication that they don't work. Interesting. That's really <laughs> interesting. I'm looking weird. Be the kind of really thing willing to perpetuate hate. this. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, not only did they do evolution, but it was a rat. It was a fucking badass show. It was one of the best pay per views of the year. Maybe, yeah. maybe the best. I don't know. Top top three WWE pay per view yeah, of the year, undoubtedly, if not one or two. All right. Um, most fascinating person of the year. Uh, your 2016 winner was Paige. Your 2017 winner was Paige. <laughs> Spoilers: Paige was not nominated this year, which is <laughs> good a good for her. thing for her. Yes. Yeah. Uh, nominees this year uh, nominated would have been three times if I hadn't peaked early. Uh, from Mullet and Spencer is Chris Jericho. Yeah, uh, Spencer, do you want to uh, talk about Jericho a little bit here? Uh, he's done so much this year; it's crazy. I mean, he. he sold out a fucking cruise <laughs> which they just announced on Wednesday it's, a, it's the craziest thing that any wrestler has ever done and they're doing another one this oh, year you you guys want to go we wanted to go to this one we should really try to go to this next one I'll think about it oh I expected a rousing no but <laughs> I'm a sucker for cruises that's, yeah. you know, that's just me and I'm a sucker for smells <laughs> I'm a sucker for buffets, and I hear they have them on boats. They sure do. You on a cruise buffet, Rich, really alarms me. Spencer, go ahead. Uh, on top of that, all his work with New Japan that he's been doing, like taking it super seriously, um, doing a character that he's not doing anywhere else, hasn't been doing anywhere else. Um, he, uh, his all-in uh, cameo. Uh, I mean, the guy's been doing a lot of work. He was in the Greatest Royal Rumble this year? He was, he was number 50 in the Greatest Royal Rumble, yeah. I forgot about that. I mean, on top of the other shit he's doing. Yeah. Yeah, Raw 25, sure. Um, he's got his own rock and roll outfit that inexplicably is just having, like, top charting. Maybe that's being generous. But top charting hits, like, on radio and shit. Yeah, it's nuts. It's it's real dumb. Uh, <laughs> Augie, I uh, had a, a pretty thoughtful one here. Uh, Roman Reigns. Um, mm-hmm. Like, even beyond, yeah. like, the most recent news, like... It just uh, overall it, very fascinating. Over, just, I mean, obviously the the obvious portion of it, but as well, but also just to see how like he went from one of the most hated or like one consistently booed and everything, and then he comes out, and then how how much respect everyone shows him, not because of what you know, just going through what he's going through, but also he's been going through it for a long ass time and hasn't said a peep to anyone, and it's kind of just come out of left field, and you know he's. He's been going through a lot of shit, and it's like, all right, well, I, I think he gained a shit ton of respect, obviously, after going through that, and uh, hopefully he comes back. Well, and it also paints this entire history that we've had with Roman Reigns in a different light as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and just even on top of that, like, if that had never happened, like, he will still be a fascinating, like, when all is said and done, still going to be, like, a fascinating study. Mm-hmm. Like, the study of a babyface. Like, your two cases are going to be, like, for this last 20 years, are going to be John Cena and Roman Reigns. Yeah. For, like, why why were they specifically getting the reactions they were? Split or completely opposite of what they wanted? Fascinating regardless. Um, I uh, nominated Pac, again, uh, for most fascinating mm-hmm. version of the year. Um, Good one. Mostly just because I want to know. Like, I want to know exactly what happened. 
Yeah, there's a lot of speculation, a lot of rumors. I want to know what the fuck happened. And then it's out of nowhere he just showed up at Dragon Gate. Yeah. It's pretty interesting. Like all the decisions that he's made this year are just fucking fascinating to me. Uh, mullet? I'd love a WWE 365 on Hawk. <laughs> or a Chronicle. <laughs> <laughs> or a 24. <laughs> How many different names for documentaries are you assholes going to have? Uh, uh, mullet, you had Austin Aries as your second nominee. Mm. Oh. Yeah. I mean, he, I think... I, I don't even know everything he's done this year. He randomly showed up at ROH uh, with, like, all, like, nine belts that he had at one time. He's trying to do, like, this loose cannon Brian Pillman thing where you don't know if he's, like, actually making fun of Taya and Johnny Impact and everything else. He's burned every fucking bridge he's ever crossed. And yet he still finds himself, like, getting roles and getting jobs and winding back up in places. I just, the guy, the guy boggles my mind. So I just want to give him a, a shout like uh, it's like controversy creates cash or something like that. Uh, Tope, you nominated Daniel Bryan. Yeah, um, I'll be super quick with this one. Just the fact that he goes from unretired or retired to unretired to WrestleMania match to spending the longest amount of time in the Rumble in Saudi Arabia to being the only star to be like, no, I'm not going there to tagging with a mayor. <laughs> tagging with the oh, I forgot Team Hell No came back. Mm-hmm. Oh, to, to fighting Big Cass on two different pay per views. I forgot that happened. <laughs> <laughs> to turn to the biggest baby face of the last maybe like five to ten years, turning heel. Oh my God, what a year! Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, he had a a crazy year. <laughs> And lastly, Mullet, you nominated John Hennigan. Oh, I did? I didn't have that written down. <laughs> yep, you did. Uh, yeah, he's, he's on Survivor. He's got 19 different names. Next. <laughs> uh, the dream match of the year. If companies, countries, and contracts didn't matter. Uh, the 2016 winner is uh, was the full Federation deletion with any relevant tag team taking place in a fight on the Hardy Compound. Uh, and 2017 was Kenny Omega versus Daniel Bryan, which kind of looked see. like for a second may uh, could have happened. Uh, this year, um, I, I kind of went with a lot because um, <laughs> I kind of just went crazy. Uh, I, the first nominee that I have is PCO versus Marco Stunt. <laughs> <laughs> just because, like, what the fuck? Did I write my PCO one down? You did. Uh, Mullet, okay. you had PCO versus The Undertaker. A hundred years shit. of dad, part two. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what the fuck? PCO would carry that match. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Oh, He's absolutely. Uh, Spencer, you had, and this. Mine's a lot less creative yours on its just, surface. Yours happened. Well, th- it didn't. So go ahead. Okay. Yours is. It will. It will. That's. Don't. Let me talk about it. It's Minoru Suzuki <laughs> versus Zack Sabre Jr. Now listen. Most grounded ass match of this fucking here's category. The here's the thing. First of all, yeah, we're saying like these these fun matches that like oh that could happen, that couldn't happen. All that matters is uh, like, does someone's contract end? Do they do the, go to another company? Like, does Daniel Bryan's contract end? Does he go to New Japan? Well, then Kenny and Daniel's gonna happen, right? Cool. What's not gonna happen is like interfactional shit in New Japan doesn't really or intra-factional stuff doesn't really happen. Yeah. So, like, Suzuki and uh, uh, Zack Sabre Jr. faced each other during World Tag League, but they only had, like, five minutes in the ring. And I didn't realize until that point, they don't face each other. 
Like they never have. Um, so this is like maybe the first time that it's happened. And man, those those five minutes of like basically teasing a match that will happen in the next five years <laughs> is like the craziest long term booking of something that's actually going to happen and is going to be a huge payoff. When yeah. Saber, maybe they'll have a couple matches. And maybe Suzuki wins the first one or two of them. But eventually Saber's going to win. And he's going to take over the fucking faction. And it's going to be Saber Goon. Ooh, I like that. And that's fucking crazy. It's going to be a great passing of the torch. Also, Absolutely. if you want that, just go watch some weird beat-up porn, Spencer. That's all it's going to be. <laughs> <laughs> but for, for real, though, like, if anyone has access to New Japan, and I, I think it was the second to last day of World Tag League. No, that's not right. Sorry, it was the day nine of World Tag League, I believe. Go go watch the first five minutes of Suzuki Saber. It's fucking electric. Nice. That's cool. My second nominee was Alistair Black and Brody King in a Doink the Clown spot match. <laughs> <laughs> where they just do the mirror spot for fucking 15 minutes. Al- Alistair Black looks like Brody King if the Playboy Buddy Rose blowaway diet actually worked. <laughs> That's uh, just so rich. <laughs> Alistair Black uh, is Brody King. Or Brody King size is Alistair Black. Yes. You know where I'm going with that. Uh, is Brody King the guy that showed up with PCO as yeah. a villain corporation? Mm-hmm. Yeah, AAW yep. champion still, I believe. Really? Yeah. Wow. Um, uh, let's see. Augie had a match that I actually wrote down in earnest and then deleted because, like, yeah, of course. That's an easy answer. But it's still a really good answer. Kenny Omega versus Seth Rollins, baby. Sure. Yeah, that would be fun as fuck. What's the time mm-hmm. limit on you're putting on that, Augie? Two hours? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Last man standing. That's for the crowd because everyone's gonna the match is gonna be so long and be like, guys, this is really good, but I'm fucking tired. Just someone go home. Three <laughs> thirty a.m. Fuck it. What? Uh, Where did you get the inspiration for that one, dude? I don't know, because I, I saw the Omega one, and I, you know, I was like, dude, like, Omega's just a lot of fun to watch, period. And I was like, who's kind of, like, just as badass as him? And Rollins came to mind. Fuck it. Done. You know how <laughs> Next people, question. <laughs> a lot of times, they'll get, like, in New Japan in particular, they'll just, like, ex- just sit there and exchange chops back and forth for, like, a minute. Yeah. Rollins and Seth, uh, Rollins and Omega would do that, but with knee strikes. Well, that's the other thing, too, is I feel like they would out- try to outdo each other, but at the same time, look like they're, like, killing each other at the same time mm-hmm. like it's gonna be uh, rollins takes some unnecessary bumps sometimes so it's <laughs> perfect for <laughs> <Omega>. <laughs> yeah, yeah. oh you'll yeah, do that it's <laughs> omega's middle name <laughs> kenward unnecessary bumps omega <laughs> yep, uh that's what i get every time i shave my bikini area <laughs> speaking of bikini area uh <laughs> mullet's second nomination was johnny gargano versus brock lesnar yeah, ultimate babyface versus ultimate underdog, and I just want to see Johnny Gargano die. Uh, <laughs> I just want to see how far a human being can be thrown. Right, like we saw, like Brian somehow upped it from AJ. Like, what would Gargano do? True, like yeah. it'd just be fucking disgusting. Well, so. and like again, also like to that to my sort of I don't know theory or whatever, but like Brock has harder time. Like the smaller the dude is, Brock has a harder time against him. Mm-hmm. It'd be it'd be fascinating. Mm-hmm. Um, Tope, uh, your nomination was the New Day versus the OG Elite. Yes, so the Kenny Bucks Elite, yep. and yeah, I just they've talked about it, talked about it. They earlier this year they did the uh, Street Fighter yeah. live stream, which is the best thing in wrestling this year. <laughs> I don't care what anyone any, says. Any other year, I, that's like a huge story. Yeah, 
I have it coming up for something later, and yeah, I want to make sure it didn't get forgotten. It's insane that that happened, and it was as amazing as it was. Yeah, everything about that. So I just want to see them wrestle. We we got the Shield and New Day last year, and I think let's got the other best three man team. Uh, we mentioned Zack Saber Jr. earlier. Uh, Mullet, your uh, last nomination in this category is Zack Saber Jr. versus Daniel Bryan. Holds and 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 holds. It's been great. Yeah, go ahead. They're going to have that at a fucking anti-ant pretzel factory or whatever. <laughs> I look forward to that being the uh, Marshall Madness final this year. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, that's going to be. Oh, yeah, he's got the. Oh, Daniel Bryan's really good in game. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be cool. uh, and my last nominee is uh, Becky Lynch versus Kenny Omega. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Absolutely. Let's do it. <laughs> I, sh- I should mention, I guess, uh, Revival versus uh, the Young Bucks. That's yeah. another one that I feel like you could probably put in every year yeah. until it happens when yeah. they're both 40. <laughs> or May. Yeah. <laughs> it happen in May, you know? Uh, next category, cutest couple. This is one of my favorite categories every year. Uh, I wonder why. 2016, your winners were uh, Johnny Gargano and Candice LeRae, mm-hmm. uh, as well as Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa. And last year, your winners were Johnny and Candace again. Uh, this year, uh, let's see. Mullet, you had quite a few entries uh, for nominees. Mm-hmm. Uh, your first was uh, Cody Rhodes and Brandy Rhodes. Mm. Yes. Uh, yeah, they're, they're adorable. Can I just do all mine now for the joke that I wrote in there? <laughs> yes, go ahead. So I wrote the Rhodes, uh, Montez Ford, and Bianca Belair, and Tommaso Ciampa in the NXT title. And if I'm not mistaken, I just wrote in parentheses, really anybody but Johnny Gargano and Candice LeRae. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's, that's, that's <laughs> um, oh. Augie wrote, uh, you wrote in uh, Daniel Bryan and Brie Bella. Yeah, you know, the baby, the match, the life. <laughs> that's everything. <laughs> <laughs> You got nothing. Two two write-ins uh, for the Golden Lovers. Uh, Kenny nice. and Coda. Tope and Spencer uh, oh, wrote that in. Uh, Tope also wrote in the Iconics. Yeah, yeah. they yeah. debuted uh, this year. Remember that? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. God. I'll say this about Kenny and Coda. There's this really funny interview that he was doing once where someone asked him, they were just talking about like where he came up with them, Golden Lovers. This is years ago. And he was like, well, I, we were throwing around a few different names. And we were like, well, Golden Brothers doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Comeback Wrestler of the Year. Uh, you this saw, is... you saw, sorry to interrupt. You saw they're getting like a big-ass like, HBO documentary, right? About that. Oh, yeah. I, heard, I did hear about that. Kenny and yeah. Yoda. Yeah. Well, specifically Kenny, in that yeah. the rumor is that on that, Kenny's officially like, even though it's been pretty much like assumed and announced for a very long time that Kenny on the documentary is going to come out as like gay or bi on on the actual thing. But like, the, it's like some really esteemed documentary and has been working on it for months apparently, and he's just fascinated by the story. And it's yeah. coming out sometime in 2019, so it's supposed to be great. This. But I mean, yeah, it's, it's, he's basically already come out, right? But he's never like explicitly like he. Not that he plays around with it, but like he keeps it very much like, you know, close to the chest. Doesn't really like say one way or another. But yeah. 
comeback wrestler of the year. Uh, this is uh, specifically for a non-part-timer career rejuvenation. So someone that's still been around and been active, but like for whatever reason, uh, yeah, just kind of like hit a new level this year uh, or like really stepped up. Grabbed that brass ring, so to speak. In 2016, uh, this was won by The Miz. And he's held on to it, I'd say. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah. Like, f- for real. <laughs> Good job, Miz. Uh, 2017, uh, a tie between Samoa Joe and the Usos. That was another good one. Yeah. Uh, so that boding well. Uh, we have here uh, Mullet and Tope both nominated uh, Becky Lynch. Tope, do you want to go ahead and. Yeah, like 2016, she was the number one star on SmackDown Live. And 2017, her best friend came over and she was absolutely nothing. And obviously, the last. Honestly, since some SummerSlam, she's been a megastar. So. Mm-hmm. Yep, he said everything I was going to say. Cool. Uh, Spencer had an interesting one um, that I was thinking about putting down as well, and I, I, something held me back. Uh, Cody Rhodes. Mm. I mean, what yeah. was he doing on WWE, right? Not much. Well, so that's the thing. I tried to look up like the, the years and, and all that, because like, he, he was pretty hot when he f- hit the indies as well. Right, which was like mid to late 2017, maybe? Uh, 2016. Is that right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, that's interesting. Yeah. <clears throat> but then, you know, 2018, he did all in, so. Well, <laughs> right. <laughs> also, oh, yeah. even, even on top of that, and I'll, I'll yeah, yeah. kind of elaborate, because, like, again, like, he's hot when he hit the indies, uh, but this year was sort of, yeah, it was more of a transcendent year with winning the ROH title and right. being the ROH champion, the NWA champion as well, mm-hmm. all in, uh, you know, being part of, of being the elite. Like, he's relevant. In a way that is, like, I'll honestly, sometimes just forget he was in WWE. Yes, yeah. You know? He also he also became the one thing with Cody in 2017. His first full indie year was that he had to get get over a lot of overrated hype in terms mm-hmm. of guys saying like, "Oh, he's a three star wrestler. Mm-hmm. He's a WWE mold guy." Whereas this year, I feel like he kind of like put a lot of that to bed and it's like, "Yeah, Cody is very very good." You yeah. know, Cody Cody will have great matches, and he fits in with his surroundings. So. And he started a cigar company with a Kazarian. <laughs> <laughs> and I rescind my positive thoughts. Uh, that could possibly be another category next year, is uh, best non-wrestling venture by a wrestler. <laughs> I love it. Best side hustle. Yeah. Write it down. Uh, Rhino would be down there for his marina. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> Titus O'Neil for his ownership stake in Four Rivers Barbecue. Shit. Yeah, some of these are good. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Augie. Kane winning mayorship. Yeah. 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 Fuck. Uh, Augie, uh, you nominated Daniel Bryan for Comeback Wrestler of the Year. Um, this doesn't quite fit the uh, regulations as he wasn't uh, active. Um, but he does 100% qualify for the. Um, what's the other I'm one? The, they're back. They're back. Yeah. Uh. So we'll get there. But I like where your head's at. Uh, next category. Worst promo. Here we go. Oh, now we're putting right. some fucking if gas on the fire. If this isn't five of the same answer, I'm going to be fucking gobsmacked. <laughs> well. All right. I well. Because well, I also one. realized that I realized I have an error on mine. And I'm pretty sure Rich might know which one it is. I think I... Uh, We'll talk about it when we get there because I think I know what you're talking about, but I don't even know if that was this year. Well, so there's only one. It I wasn't could, this year. There's only one I could even remember. 
which is why it was like, yeah, this is the one. So I'm excited to hear the other ones right. that get said. So for worst promo, previous winners, 2016, Titus O'Neil. Uh, 2017, <laughs> Sister <laughs> Abigail. Uh, this year, Spencer, you nominated Sarah Logan for the game you ever, meet <laughs> promo. Thank you for clearly announcing <laughs> You ever test a game meet? Was that what? this year? I thought that was 2017. Nah, I looked it up. I looked it up. Promo uh, <laughs> yeah. was this? It was a new era promo. It was like right when they what, what which team are they? Riot Squad Riot got Squ- called up. When Riot Squad got called up, it was like maybe a month, two months into their their deal or something like that. And it was like Sarah Logan's first like backstage promo, first and last, I should say. And she was just like just weird, just going off in her weird like fake Southern accent on Daniel Bryan being a vegetarian and yeah, yeah. Augie, so here's what Augie nominated. It just says Mysterio stutter. <laughs> it wasn't what? Mysterio. It was Kalisto. Oh, boy. Right. That, so was two years ago. that was yeah. two years ago. Was two All right. Years well, ago. whatever. I can't believe he didn't win that year. Yeah. I mean, I guess Tosanil is bad. Titus O'Neil's promo was five minutes in ring, and he fucked up every other word. Oh, shit. <laughs> it was right. bad. You're right. Right. I'll give Kalisto some slack. I mean, honestly, if every year I could just nominate uh, The Miz hosting the Diva Search... Or Oops. what was it? He was hosting fucking Friday Night SmackDown for the first time or whatever. Oh, yeah. It's so it was bad. a diva search. Yeah. It was yeah, a diva yeah. search. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Uh, I would just nominate that every year. Uh, <laughs> Mullet and Tope again on the same page. Uh, this is the first of uh, Mullet's three nominations. Uh, but mm-hmm. yeah, Mullet and Tope nominated uh, the Bobby Lashley's sisters. Oh, yeah. Shit. <laughs> yeah. That was <laughs> awful. I came. I I I was on a cruise and that happened. I came back and I wanted to be back on the boat, (laughs) (laughs) just so you could jump off it. Oh my god! I was like, Bobby Lashley in in Impact was actually very good, and in one promo, it's like, well, he's done. (laughs) No, no, no. We could salvage this. What are we gonna make him do? Show his ass. Show your ass. Bobby, I, Bobby, yeah. Show your ass. I know. No, no one's gonna be watching Raw on Christmas Eve. So I, I read spoilers, and spoiler alert for those of you. Oh, I don't know if this is going to be on part two. I don't know where we are in, in the recording or whatnot. But so him and Elias are having like a miracle on 34th Street fucking street fight because I have to do those. Bobby Lashley in this match apparently takes a Lego bump where I'm like, oh, God, no. They did a Lego <laughs> bump at WWE. That's funny. They did a Lego bump at WWE, wow. and it's Bobby fucking Lashley doing it. He also gets beat up by like a fucking turkey and like eggnog, and it's like, this is Bobby Lashley. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Lego bump on WWE. Now everyone's got to watch on Christmas Eve. <laughs> it's yeah. gonna be disgusting. Tope, anything to add? No, it's it's three black men in drag. That's uh, that's uh, that's comedy, baby. Oh, I wasn't even talking about that promo. <laughs> oh, that's what I was so weird. Are you about the previous week? <laughs> Molly, you're talking about the 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 backstage interview the with Renee. Yeah, yeah. We're like he awkwardly stared at the the screen for five minutes and like was like seeing his sister's names like thank you so much and then like he smiled at the screen like a serial killer. <laughs> can, he <be> nom- <laughs> can he be nominated twice for each promo? One yes, yes promo? he is now. Yeah, my man. <laughs> Tope is so right. Now, Tope, what else do you have to say about that one? <laughs> Three black men in drag. It's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's always, it's always been funny, Tope. Vince McMahon knows. <laughs> yeah. Vince McMahon loves Flip Wilson show. 
That's yeah, good for me to watch TV Land when they were a kid. Because <laughs> I sure as shit ain't old enough to have watched Flip Wilson. <laughs> no, 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 you're 55 years old. <laughs> yeah. I'm with, I'm with you, baby. I got you. Uh, Mullet, your other two nominees were... Nominees? Your other two nominees really were Nia Jax. Yep, Nia Jax. I said it earlier. She's horrible. Yeah. And just has no no idea on how to put the right cadence on anything and monotone and obviously scripted. What's the opposite Awful. of a five-tool player? <laughs> the box the tools are in. <laughs> yeah. Uh, one, no tri- one trick pony? She has no... Well, no, there's no tricks. Yeah, there's what no tri- tools. Oh, yeah. Is the no trick tricks, hurting no people? Luke. <laughs> and who's um, the one that ruined... That, that glass-shattering moment when somebody said she sounds just like Marv, uh, Marvin the Martian. Marty and Sarah. And that, now I just can't get it out of my head <laughs> every time she talks. Mm-hmm. Uh, and your last nominee for this category, Mullet, is Ronda Rousey. Mm. You said earlier, I, I'm not going to disagree with you on the microphone stuff. She's not good. Best promo. 2016 winner, The Miz. Uh, 2017 winner uh, was John Cena specifically for his Roman Reigns retorts. I'm still here because you can't do your job. I nominate that promo again. <laughs> yeah, really. um, cool. So let's go with uh, Topa. You have two here, so let's get you started. Um, the Kenny Omega Xavier Woods hot pepper promo mm. at E3. Yeah. <laughs> it's, oh, it's so fucking funny. Kenny Omega eating fucking chili peppers and cutting uh just. Just everyone watch that. It's so good. It also speaks yeah. to like his like innate knowledge of showmanship to know that it was a funny and smart move for him to also eat one, even though he won the competition. Mm-hmm. Masterful. Uh, I just noticed Augie's nominee here is uh, Triple H versus The Undertaker. That's uh, interesting. Yeah. Uh, same thing where I just Google a bunch of videos and <laughs> every once in a while, man, like you forget. Like, you know, we make fun of Wooden Ford and everything, but, you know, you, you think he's a washed-up old man, and you're like, all right, well, you know, time to get behind the desk, and he pulls out a promo or sometimes a wrestling match or whatever every once in a while. You're like, oh, yeah, that's why that's why he's the, game. the one in charge now. Yeah, that's why he's the game. <laughs> the, ver- the very first promo was very good. Honestly, I, th- I feel like every time Triple H gets a microphone in his hand, I'm just, like, there for it. Yeah, I don't think he's uh, – yeah, it's just very good. He is. He's gotten, he's gotten even better when he's not doing it every week. So, uh, Speaking of every time they start talking, I'm listening. Uh, Mullet and Spencer have Juice Robinson uh, my boy. nominated. The best fucking babyface promo in the business. It's inarguable. Yeah. The best yeah, R-rated babyface promo in the business. Yeah. I, I was watching some of his promos today, and he kept using the F word, and he kept apologizing for it in different promos. <laughs> so I'm sorry, I'm working on it. He, he has the best turns of phrases of anybody yeah. Yeah. like I've ever heard. It's it's like oh, it's so damn good. Yeah, I want him to never go back to anywhere on national no. television, yeah. no. just so we can get that forever. I, I want the guy to be poor so we can keep doing what he's doing. <laughs> I want HBO to start a Sunday night. Uh, wrestling federation <laughs> so you just curse and show nudity fuck it it is hbo after all he's one of the, these guys that maybe you haven't even seen his promo work because well a maybe you're not watching new japan and b they don't do promos on their show like you have to yeah. you have to kind of find them they're all on the youtube channel for what yeah. that's worth but they're like, all like the backstage type of like post game press conference uh, exactly style. so like he's cut Which tons and tons of interviews that are all on youtube and shit but like unless you know to look for him you probably you probably haven't seen them 
Uh, Mullet, you also had Samoa Joe nominated. Yeah. Samoa Joe's had some amazing moments this year on the mic, him yep. cutting down Roman Reigns, uh, him just wanting to, I don't even know, do what with AJ Styles' wife. But they, <laughs> I mean, just every moment of those two oh, programs. Wendy! <laughs> and also him uh, him yelling for uh, Paige! Just him yelling. I'm going to miss him yelling for Paige. Was, <laughs> well, the same way he would... Uh, nobody yells for a general manager like Samoa Joe. <laughs> I want right. to go out to eat with Samoa Joe and have a shitty experience <laughs> just so I can hear him yell... Eric, <laughs> get your ass out here. If we're going to reboot the Flintstones, you best believe he better be Fred. These potato <laughs> skins were unacceptable. Uh, he's one of those guys where I would uh, kind of put in the category we've talked about a lot where so good on the mic, it's almost a detriment because they could just get themselves back over into another program. Mm-hmm. That's true. The, mo- yeah. the most natural dude on the mic. It doesn't sound like yeah. he's cutting a promo. Yeah. He means everything he's going to say. Uh, yeah, uh, absolutely. Um, Tope, you had here, uh, uh, also nominated, uh, the Elias and Kevin Owens versus Seattle promo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there you go. There's nothing you can say about that. He said one sentence and I couldn't tell you anything else that happened in that promo, but it doesn't matter. So like crazy. Kevin Owens thrown out during a promo. That's like all you need to know. <laughs> yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. It sucks that they kind of like tried to keep that going the next few weeks, which was like yeah. it still kind of worked, but like not didn't cut to the core as much as it cuts to the core of that city. It just struck a nerve. What also didn't help, and uh, a lot of people didn't realize this, but they had just like the week or week and a half before an NBA preseason game in Seattle. Yeah, which like fuck you NBA. That's that's a <laughs> yeah. dick move. <laughs> And, I, There's and two wasn't teams the Warriors you can't so, have? Like, we're cool, right? Like, no, we're not. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so it was like fresh, but even then, like a lot of wrestling fans, like a lot of newer wrestling fans that like I'll interact with aren't sports fans. I it's, had to reach out to y'all to be like, so why was this such a big deal? Yeah. Um. Cool. Uh, Mullet, you also had Chris Jericho. Mm-hmm. Uh, the heel version of that Juice Robinson, the best R-rated heel promo in the business right now, is Chris Jericho just as a fucking reinvented wild man. Yeah. Um. Also, just can show up wearing a mask anywhere. That's great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have one nomination. It's it's a bit of a honorable mention. I don't think they'll they'll win, but goddamn, if it isn't catchy, uh, SCU. <laughs> This is the worst town. Yeah. Like, it's all just like, it's good, catchy shtick. Yeah. Um, it is good shtick. Yeah. Uh, and, like, they were a super over opening act for All In, just based on that alone, almost. Mm-hmm. Um, cool. Uh, and, Mullet, your last nominee uh, is Becky Lynch. Bit of a late entry, but goddamn, yeah. The, specifically, the, the hurt. Like after getting your face broken promo was just on another level in terms of just a badass and what exactly what like you said earlier a baby face should be. I actually just remembered one more. Uh, Paul Heyman's crying interview promo with Renee Young after Brock Lesnar like attacked him was just that was just a monologue. That's not even a promo. <laughs> that was insane. I mean Heyman gets mentioned every single year, but that was like some of the best acting I've seen in a very long time. It was good. Real good. Uh, next category is best out of character performance. 
2016 winner was Mike Mazanin on uh, was it total or no was it the tough enough after show the tough enough after show or is yeah. it just like all of it uh one of the two I don't remember but yeah uh, something with tough enough and 2017 winner uh, was Southpaw Regional Wrestling oh I miss it <laughs> I miss yeah. it so much it feels like it was so long ago but it was just last year <clears throat> mm-hmm. um cool. Uh, nominees that we have for this. Um, my nominee is Johnny Impact on Survivor. Yeah, good uh, one. He was good, and he and he remains good on the jury. Uh, Spencer, you have uh, nominated AJ Styles being a video game nerd and a sore loser on Up Up Down Down. <laughs> oh, that's so good. That's Very the best. Good. Yeah, I'm honestly shocked when all of these just aren't Up Up Down Down. You're right. Yeah. I, I, there was a few moments I, I thought of putting them for multiple categories. Um, yeah. yeah, I don't know. It's just, it's just, it's weird seeing him be passionate about something that's not wrestling. <laughs> it's like he had like a, a, a outward and inward struggle about buying a a Jaguar. I don't even know how to call it. What is it? A Jaguar yeah, video Atari game? Jaguar. Yeah, what the fuck it is? Yeah. It's a fucking nerd, man. He bought yeah. it like a fucking mark. <laughs> It wasn't this year, but I probably rewatched from the the last Madden because they didn't do a Madden tournament this year, and Tope and I are not going to talk about it because we'll start crying. But um, the last Madden final where he was up against Rollins, yes. and he has a different controller he doesn't know how to do, and something happens, he throws his controller, he's so mad, and Rollins just nonchalantly goes, he just declined the penalty, and it's the funniest <laughs> thing. I've watched it fifty times. It's and everyone just busts. This is the top guy in the company, and everyone's shitting all over him because he's so mad. It's he so declined good. a penalty in Madden. It's so it's good. So fucking great. Was it because he used to play on Xbox, but he's playing on PlayStation yeah. or something? The but yeah, and the buttons are exactly the same. Well, it's, well uh, it's pro- it probably said like press X, and so it's in two different positions, you know. No, yeah. they're in the exact same spot. No. <laughs> Rollins, make sure to point it out. <laughs> it's so damn good. Oh, God. Uh, Mullet, you have uh, something we've talked about before, Elite versus the New Day. It doesn't even technically count because they were still in character. I just put it there to rem- to remind us if no one had mentioned it to talk about it. Yeah. So if I can swap that out, and I hate that I'm doing this, uh, Zack Ryder and Kurt Hawkins on Figure It Out on their YouTube channel. Just what? Gross. I'm fucking shut up. <laughs> Just a couple nerds, couple nerds buying wrestling toys. I'm for it. Is it called Figure It Out? I'll figure it out. Yeah, there's no Summer Sanders, but there's toys. Oh, it's, it's a new. So. It's like a reboot. <laughs> no, it's no, it's I'm going to different uh, fucking oh. toy shops across the country and buying thousands of dollars of Action toys. Action figures. Figure it out. Yeah. Okay, so it, it's not related to Nickelodeon. No, it's not. Well. I'm sorry. I had nothing else, all right? <laughs> Sorry, shit. Uh, Tope, you nominated John Cena's suit game during interviews. Really? Oh, he's he's rocking. Um, he bought 80 suits from like his stylist just for like movie tours. Wow. His suit game, when he does interviews for like Bumblebee, he goes like Ellen or whatever. His fucking suits are dope. Like, I want that John Cena. I'm surprised. I, I expected him to dress like an NBA player from like 2002. <laughs> um, he has his moments. That's good. Kind of around where he is. <laughs> uh, did y'all see that clip of him on uh, the Graham Norton show with McConaughey? Mm-hmm. So yeah, good. Dude. That was that was pretty fun. He kind of monopolized the conversation a little bit. McConaughey started like nerding out over like 
old school Texas wrestling, and John Cena's just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> Missing I, link, I never knew I wanted to hear Matthew McConaughey say Skandar Akbar so bad in my entire life. <laughs> Skandar Akbar. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, the guy with the green mist, and uh, it's great. Uh, I also have Otis Stozovich's Instagram stories. Mm. God damn it. They make me hungry. They're very <laughs> they make good. Me hard. <laughs> they make me hard, too. <laughs> Cook so much steak. It's not a gimmick. It's real life. Uh, and, Mullet, you had a, a Roman Reigns' speech to make it actually. Mm. Oh, uh, sorry. I didn't <laughs> yeah. have the one done either. My bad. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for playing Arcade Audio. Play more at arcadeaudio.net.